How you doing, Jerkoffs? It is me, Daniel Muggleton. Hello. Are you well? I'm coming to you from Brexit Day. Oh, yeah. Live on Brexit Day, October 31st in the UK. It was supposed to be the day that the, the, the UK left the European Union, but it has not happened. They've requested another extension from your boy, Tusk. I forget his first name. I know his last name is Tusk. I, I enjoy that for a European leader called Tusk. I don't know why, but it's just a just a fun image because I kind of picture him as like a big walrus in a suit. You know, that kind of like a walrus smoking a pipe in a suit. That's how I picture this man granting the UK extension after extension on Brexit. The general election has been called. It's happening December 13th or december 12th i forget i think it's the 12th and man it is gonna be chaos up until then because if you if you haven't been following there's been one policy discussion in the lead up to this to this election and that is brexit and there's going to be one policy discussed in the election and that is also going to be brexit i hope they get it done like either way they stay or they leave just because i swear I read this somewhere. There has not been a single law change or like a single like significant issue discussed outside of Brexit in Parliament for pretty much the entire time that I've been here. So it's just been this huge quagmire that they haven't been able to overcome. And man, they just they just need to get it done. Like it just it needs to stop one way or the other so they can just start doing other things. <laughs> so they can focus their energy elsewhere, you know? And like the one thing is I, I live in Shoreditch and I live in London, which is probably like the absolute heart of like the Remainers, you know, stay in, stay in the EU, very international place. Um, very, I guess like, I guess that'd be Labour. That's the one thing here. Like in, in Australia, it's quite, it's quite simple. There's the Liberal Party and the Labour Party. And like Liberal is the same as the Tories, right? So in Australia, basically, if you are... In the city and old, you vote liberal. And if you're in the city and young, you vote labor. And if you're in the country, you vote the nationals, which is they have a coalition with the liberals. And that, that's pretty much how it works. And if, and if, you're, if you're young and in the city and uh, take recreational drugs, you vote for the Greens. That's kind of it. Uh, a, big, a big simplification of the Australian political system there. But that's pretty much how it works. But here, I don't know. If it's necessarily as cut and dry in that, like, because there's definitely young conservative people in the UK is weird. You meet them and you're kind of confused by their behavior. Like they have, they have weird views on like, like drug use and like immigration and like tax. Like they've got like a view on tax, like you're under 30 and you got a, you got a very significant opinion on how things should be taxed, which I find very taxing conversationally bang there we go that's a joke um but no it's just odd like there's like young conservative people here whereas in australia like unless you're from the country like you're pretty much voting labor or at least the people i know i don't know so basically i'm in the bit where you'd be like well obviously the tories can't possibly win this election they failed to deliver brexit uh so labor's coming in or the lib dems i don't know if the lib dems can ever come in maybe they can form like a significant majority or something i don't know but i've been outside of london i've been just outside of london where i promised you they are pro-brexit and they are pro-tory 
I'm talking like an hour on the train, and they're like, "Fuck these dudes, man. We want to, we want to, we want to keep Britain for Britain, whatever the hell that means." And uh, I think this election is going to be very dirty. I think it's going to be very divisive, probably even more divisive than things have been already. Uh, especially with like the whole issue with Labour, if you don't know British politics, is that Corbyn won't just come out and say that he's going to stop Brexit. Like he won't do it because I think personal. I understand personally, he doesn't like the EU. So he does kind of want to leave it but not for the reasons the Tories want to leave it. But he can't come out and say that explicitly because if he does, then his main supporter base will go somewhere else and it'll be chaos. But either way, I just think anytime you're an inner city person thinking who the fuck would vote for that person, just look at the exact percentage of votes they got and that's how many people in the country voted for them. All right, Just because nobody on your street does doesn't mean... You know, Northampton, for example, which is like not far from London. I did a gig there, talked about Brexit, and like I don't, I don't do Brexit in like a preachy way at all. I mainly make fun of it, just as like a bit of bit of fun, you know, a bit of comedy. And they were so offended, it was bizarre. I did never, I never expected that response that close to where I live. But hey, the election's going to be tight. Just saying, just saying. Um. Now, to this week's guest. This week's guest, guys. What an appropriate guest for an election. A little election spiel up top. We have Essex-born Milo Edwards went to Cambridge, then took a, bloody, took a couple of years in Russia. He just went to Russia after university. I didn't know this when I first met him, but then it just like, I think I Googled him or something. I was like, who is, who is this man? And there was all this Russian writing, and I was like, is he Russian? If he's Russian, he's got a very passable... British accent, that's very, that's concerning, I think. Uh, and then turns out, yeah, just after university, he went and lived in Russia for a bit, just, just on a whim. And he kind of became like a Russian TV comedian, like a Russian TV comedy star. They got this, they got this Russian TV program called Stand Up. That's just what it's called, Stand Up. And he was on that show, like a bunch with these other big name Russian comedians doing it in Russian. And I was just like, man, I got to talk to this guy because like, you know, Russia, I guess, is seen as like the antithesis. Oh, yeah. Daniel went to university. He can use words like that. Like the antithesis to like the Western world, to like, you know, your USA, your Britain. Like Russia is kind of like the leader of like the other bit. Like they're the opposition, you know, Cold War, all that jazz. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to be like, why did you do it? Like, how did you suddenly find yourself on TV? Should I learn Russian and go there? Is that how I get on TV? Right? Like what's, what's, the, what's the go? And obviously, the other thing I'm excited about is I had Olga Kok on earlier. She's from Russia as well, but like kind of did the reverse. Left Russia when she was like in her early teens, moved to the UK, US school, all that kind of all that kind of jazz. Uh, and she was like, you know, talks a little bit about Russia, but mainly about coming across here and how that affected her. When you get someone who's gone the other way, they are willing to spill the dirt. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping that Milo is going to unleash on what Russia is actually like. Because I had friends who went there during the World Cup. They were like, ah, the English isn't great. Like, everyone seems nice, though. But I'm like, come on, man. All those, all those crazy stories out of Russia can't just be complete fabrications. You know, what is that place actually like? Because it's so mysterious. Because we studied it so much at school. You know, like, I did all Russian history. Like, the Tsar and Rasputin. And then communism coming through with Lenin. And then Stalin and all that stuff. Like, I was there. 
And I'm like, so what's it actually like? And I just, for some reason, I don't want to go. I don't know if that's like a weird thing, but yeah, there's like, I don't really have a huge compulsion to go there myself. So just hearing it from this man who's done it all firsthand, perfect. That's the, that's the vibe for me. Um, thanks so much for listening, by the way. As always, listening week after week, please do jump on Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Our numbers are going way up, skyrocketing. We're breaking records every single week, but it's not reflected in the reviews. Guys, we've only got nine. Nine reviews. I mean, they're all five stars, obviously, but nine? Come on, you can do better than that. Just jump on Apple Podcasts. It takes two seconds. Just chuck us a sweet five stars. Keep those numbers going up. I want a thousand listens in a day. That's my dream. I want to get up there. I know it's not crazy podcast numbers, but we're a little podcast and I'm proud of that. We're battlers, mate. Good Aussie battlers. Now, let's get into this episode. But before us that, the feature track. As you know, now I feature a track from musicians that I like every single week. They send it to me. This is purely me promoting them and them being nice enough to do it. And this week, I got a big fish. I got Balin. Oh yeah, Balin. B-A-I-L-E-N. They're a family band out of New York City. They're a twin brothers and a sister. I've worked with them a couple of times at Sofa Sounds. They are incredible live. They absolutely nailed it the first time. And I got to work with them again very recently. And I was like, hey guys, chuck us an MP3. I would love to feature it. You don't need my help, but I just want people to hear this band. So... Their song is I Was Wrong, Balin, I Was Wrong. That's the feature track. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of it now, then the full track at the end of the episode. You know how it works. Jerk-offs, let's get in to this week's episode. I think it's episode number 50. Oh, baby, the half century. We did it. Thank you so much. Episode number 50, Milo Edwards, Essex to Russia and back again. Feature track, Balin, I Was Wrong, Jerkoffs, get into it, light it up. Here we go. Well, definitely, we'll, we'll cut all of that pretty much. I'd <laughs> love to see it, yeah. <laughs> no, because like, usually I leave it in, and it's just like, mm. I think today it's like, that is a fucking dry conversation. Cold <laughs> Well, numbers. it's about the numbers, pal, you know? Oh, it's yeah. All, uh, that's it's all a numbers game. That's what, that's what uh, I'm going to do, like, a sports report about podcast numbers. That's going to be my new YouTube channel. Mm. This one, you got Joe Rogan, six million. Yeah, oh, do, doing, like, a, a live uh, podcast draft where, like, the biggest podcast exchange hosts. Ah, uh, oh, that would be... That's a fun sketch. If you're not... Someone should do that. Yeah, Actually, yeah. that's been done. Let's do it now. That no. sounds like a Chappelle um, thing. We should talk about know. Chappelle because he just got yeah. the Mark Twain prize. Oh yeah, shit. You got it. Um, apparently, I read an article. This is how this is how boring my life is. I read an article about how the tributes seem more sincere than usual <laughs> what? during the award show. Like, yeah, I've been to a lot of these things, and people seem to really mean it when they said Chappelle was funny. I'm like, great, <laughs> brilliant article. Interesting. <laughs> All right. I think I've got a good read on the, the commentary at, and in my opinion. Yeah, these comments mm. just have some real integrity. Um, but I mean, yeah, everyone's like, I think it might be one of the funniest people ever. And it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking good one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Union Jack Off. My name is Daniel Muggleton. I'm here with Milo Edwards. Hello. There we go. We give him one exactly. look and then we're done. Exactly. Just um, one just one surreptitious under the eyebrow. Well, hello there, listeners. Yeah. You know, just like just like I just watched Vice over the weekend and like just at the end where he does the piece to camera. 
Have you seen I've that? not seen that yet. Apparently, it's great, but I've not seen it. Yeah, I, w- I did not know how much like influence Cheney had. I knew that it was like I knew that was like mm-hmm. the joke, like you know, like Cheney's the president. Da, da, da. But then. The way mm. that it was portrayed. I thought you meant over the way the film was made for a second. Oh, right. They brought him in, like Cheney's sitting there in a director's chair, like that's not how it really happened. You yeah, know? Christian Bale, get fatter. I want this yeah, to be real. Yeah. But I've seen Dick Cheney of... at the back going, no, she had bigger tits. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like he, yeah, he sounds like a real interest. Like, I mean, it's like one of those films. It's like made to appeal to precisely mm. me. You know what I yeah. mean? He thinks he's got an idea about politics, but mm. like isn't willing to read anything. So it's like, yeah, I'll go see exactly. a movie. Exactly. Why read anything when you can see a Hollywood movie? Yeah, like a fictional, a fictional thing. Mooch, yeah. I'm checking in with you early because last week Michael's mic technique was terrible. Yeah. How, how's Milo going so far? Milo is, is doing excellent. You can tell he's a seasoned podcaster. Experienced right? podcaster. Well, thank Christ for to that. See. Yeah. No, just, we, had, we had last week, we had like Funby just on the mic like this, and the Michael like all the way at the back, and I'm like, well, this is going to be horrible. But I have you don't, no you don't want to get your mouth too close to the mic in case it's gay. You know, you got to be careful there. Oh boy, um, Here we should, go. that's parody. I should point that out. That's, um, I'm very happy close to the mic. It's not an issue. Um, that's very progressive of you. Exactly. Um, yeah. Mooch, checking with you. How are you? I'm very good, man. This is producer Mooch. Hello. Mm. You're saying that your producer on Trash Future is quite funny. I, I, I back Mooch in. I reckon you got at least two zings an episode. Yeah. <laughs> depends. Depends how hungover I am. And how, yeah. how are we today? I'm very good. I've not I've not been drinking at all for a bit. So uh, why why is that a health mm. Kick? No, I've been doing mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zing one. <laughs> Fuck, that is a strong start. That's yeah, probably huge. his hottest start of the season mm, so far. We love yeah, to see it. No, um, I've got these mushroom bars and uh, and they're, they're they're delightful. Mushroom bars. Yeah, mm. so it's like it's mushrooms, um, like in chocolate bars. So you can sneak them into places and eat them openly. Um, Do you want them in a mm. bar? Like, is that just the sneak in? That's what you well, want. Also, you can eat it. It's like you know, because eating it's mushrooms. Less gross is, yeah, just, it's a bit. Yeah. It's just it's just a dark chocolate bar, so it's nice. Dark chocolate. Yeah. What yeah. percentage of cocoa? I don't know. It's got fake stuff written on it. So <laughs> by I, the time you I finished don't... it, you're not going to fucking care. That's <laughs> yeah, how yeah. much. Like, it, I'm not. I'm not doing psychedelics unless it's seventy percent cocoa. Yeah, I think it's quite. It is like that, but I think that's more because mm. you can just keep it longer because there's less milk. I don't know. Like mushrooms oh, yeah. and salted caramel. Yeah. Um, mushrooms. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> mushrooms yeah. and salted caramel. You don't want too much milk in your stomach if you're doing mushrooms, I feel like. I feel like that's a bad Milk a bad is combo. a bad choice. I mean, yeah. I, I, was, I was just in Amsterdam and I was like at the head shop and like I, I asked the guy for advice, like the fucking nerd I am. I was like, so how would you have these? And he was like, yeah, like gave us a little, little pamphlet. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, when, you, when you're kind of tripping in a foreign place a pamphlet is very reassuring <laughs> like, I've never felt better about a pamphlet I've just kind of been like yeah this has everything I need right a pamphlet was like a guy with red eyes on the front that's like so you're high as balls that's exactly <laughs> that was it it's just like one of the headings was like do you want to feel less high and I'm like not yet but it's a good to know there's an option yeah, I exactly. like that they said it, they said like a, a soft drink would, uh, mm. would help you out so if anyone's tripping too hard orange juice soft drink yeah, that's what you want. And that is that just with is that weed or is that just mushrooms? That was before? just that was mushrooms. We're not to call the mushrooms. Oh, you call them the truffles. Truffles. Yeah. yeah, I gotta say, like I know, I know this isn't gonna surprise anyone, but the service in the head shop was very poor. Mm. It, was not, it was not a swift customer experience. Like I don't want to. Yeah, it's almost like the guys who work there aren't uh, on the ball. I was like, you would get much better service in the cocaine emporium. Like yeah, they yeah, would yeah, be absolutely. on it. Don't, don't, don't they sell? Don't they sell ecstasy there? I didn't know. I didn't inquire. Uh, I, thought, I, I thought ecstasy was legal. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm just. Mm. Maybe I've done too many drugs. <laughs> can, can you buy acid there? I think so. I thought. I thought the. I thought the Amsterdam thing was like natural. No. 
I don't know. I, I have no idea. I mean, I know. I obviously you can buy weed and shrooms. I know that, but I don't know anything else. You can't call them shrooms. It's got to be truffles. The guy was like, "Did you mean truffles?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, 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 yeah. sure dreadlocks." Sure, yeah, I love pizza. <laughs> Go for this, it. This is the first time anyone in a tie-dye shirt's ever corrected me, cunt. Right? <laughs> like, come on now. That's not. That's not be ridiculous. I'd love to say I've never been corrected by someone in a tie-dye shirt, but uh, I'm sure I have. At some point, yeah. At some well, point. I think this your, your shirt is like is only a few splashes away from being quite a mystical tie-dye shirt yeah i suppose the... that's any shirt though really yeah well no <laughs> I this mean, one's that is how you tie-dye yeah. you have a tie-dye i've tie-dyed i tie-dyed, tie-dyed. tie-dyed here london but mm. like five years ago it was my only tie-dyeing experience like you not the proper one the one where you just like put rubber bands around it and, and then, then like put it in bleach it. yeah oh yeah okay my girlfriend still wears the shirt as pajamas nice oh nice Actually, that, that's the girlfriend equivalent of like you know what daniel we're gonna put this right on the fridge <laughs> <laughs> Straight, yeah. to, straight to the pool My girlfriend room. wears my podcast t-shirt, but only as pajamas. That's um, nice, though. Yeah. That you got yeah. a t-shirt. Never out of the house, but, you know. <laughs> uh, Do you ever wear the podcast shirt out of the house? Yeah, sure. You know. It's, a, it's kind of a cool shirt, or at least I think so. But then again, I'm wearing this. So, you know, are you going <laughs> to take my word for it? The, the salmon quarter turtleneck. Yeah. That's the, is it's, that salmon? It's, it's really oversized no, as well. More, it's more orange. It's not it's really more, oversized. It's, well, I think it's got oversized. some shoulders on it. It is it's, it's, it's an oversized yeah. cut, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. not, yeah, I mean, like the seam on the shoulder is just like slightly over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And drop on that. Um, Full disclosure, my family were always in the garment business, so I can talk about shirts in incredibly technical terms. Really? Um, yeah, man. And yet you wear in this. The garment business. <laughs> oh, they were, yeah. They were in the garment business. They're they out of the were. garment business. They're out of the garment business now, um, so they're retired. But yeah, no, oh. that was... Um, I just wanted... All I wanted for someone to say was like, what's that, what's that any of your business? Seinfeld, <laughs> the closet business? Oh, okay. What's the closet um, business? Um, oh, you guys don't know Seinfeld. The closet well. business. Country. Drives me crazy. There's um, a lot of people in this country in the closet business. I can tell you that much for Marie. Um, there we go. Yeah. Go to the Tory the party conference and you'll find a few. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, uh, yes. Oh, there are some... Actually, I was about to go into like Australian politicians who are apparently gay. And I'm like, I don't have the defamation money <laughs> to, to get out of that one. Um, <laughs> Milo Edwards. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Um, you, are, you are an Essex boy. Yeah, I am. We just we just yeah. did Essex, Mitch. We did Essex. We did, with yeah, with uh, Rich Wilson, Josh Rich. James, Pope Lonigan. Yeah, where oh, okay. In, where in Essex are you from? I'm from Harlow, which is um, bleak. Bleak Essex. Yeah, pretty bleak. It's not as bleak. Like the bleakest part of Essex is the coast, which uh, Pope can claim. I think that is. Uh, he's from like South End, I think, which is. Is that the bleakest bit? I thought that was like the Riviera of Essex. <laughs> the Riviera of Essex. The Riviera of Essex is a canal with a shopping trolley floating in it. Um, no, no. The, the coast. Like a strip joint in Essex. <laughs> the Riviera. The Riviera. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't understand what the Riviera is, and they think it's like something suggestive. Oh, I, was, I, was, yeah, uh, yeah. I was outside a strip joint in in Ely and there was a, a rather inebriated lady and she mm-hmm. goes uh, yeah we're outside this strip joint it's called La Confidential <laughs> <laughs> La Confidential La Confidential I, I thought it was going to be called the Rottweiler and I was like gross that's, no. that's heavy no um, LA Confidential the strip joint in Ealing yeah. nice mm-hmm. so okay so Harlow Essex yeah um, yeah, so I think that like, well, basically going back to the coast thing, the mm. reason why the coast in Essex is so fucked is because in general, the coast in the whole country is fucked. Okay. Because in the 19th century, when they built the railways, like suddenly people who had no money could go on holiday, right? Because they could go to coastal seaside towns. Yeah. Then in the 20th century, people were like, oh, we can go abroad. Fuck the coastal towns in England. They're shit. And so all of these <laughs> towns that had like their entire industry was just like tourism. Yeah. Suddenly there was like no tourism. And so now they're like... 
yeah they've been like left to rot basically sure so black um, blackpool everyone's everyone's favorite uh worst place in england blackpool yeah, that's exactly, exactly what happens it's the it. same phenomenon yeah basically but okay it who's gonna south end yeah oh man south end is like south end is like a kind of like a, a shit las vegas and las <laughs> vegas is a shit las vegas so like you know what i'm talking about when i yeah, say yeah, that yeah um yeah they've got like loads of like casinos but where like the maximum stake is like one pound um and it's all like those little those little things where you like you put a penny in a thing and then it falls onto a shelf and then you try and knock other pennies off mm. into a oh i know that thing yeah what? exactly is there a skill to that game or is it uh, just uh, no i do not think so they've made it into a tv program i think as oh well. tipping point yeah yeah my nan lives in Essex. She loves tipping point. <laughs> Draw the conclusions as you wish. Sure. Um, so what's tipping point? That's just like... It's a game show where, like, you have to answer trivia questions. Uh-huh. And then as a reward for answering the trivia questions, you can, like, drop coins into one of those, like, movie shelf things. Right. And then you can knock coins off using them, which might be worth, like, a thousand pounds or, like, whatever. Right. But so basically all it means is it's just a quiz show where they just introduce a random element where it's like, well, you could get all the questions right and still win nothing. Like, that's the... <laughs> um, so it's very clever from the studio's point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still like, let's make sure they win less than they otherwise would. I think there should be more, sort of, com- like, TV programs which are based on, sort of, admit- event or, or theme park sort of things, like a claw grabbing game or something like that like a huge one mm, with like yeah. tvs in the bucket yeah you know what i mean just like so dragging like, the lcd yeah. up yeah. by the claw a mix between gladiators yeah. and wipeout or something like that yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like uh like who wants to be a millionaire but the million pound question is a coconut shy <laughs> 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 and they're all like fucking super glued on and you've got to really back yourself with a cricket ball yeah um, what is a coconut shine so they have coconuts stuck on like poles in the ground and you have to like knock them off with like a baseball or a cricket ball or whatever but they're like fucking glued Coconuts. on. Yeah. You guys yeah. brought in an exotic fruit for that? Yeah. In Australia, yeah. we just had cans. You just cans? throw the ball at the cans. <laughs> just, what was that exotic in Australia? Well, no. <laughs> does it just seem like an appropriate use of a used can? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't well, think... They've got hooker duck as well. Or hook, oh, okay. Everyone, hooker everyone's duck. hooked it. Um, that used to be an Australian TV. That used to be an Australian TV show. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. Plug it up. Mm. Whack-a-mole. <laughs> Plug it, plug it up. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Saturday. Like, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation has just like run out of money and they need to make some more programs. They're like, what have we got? Oh, I've got a paddling pool and some rubber ducks. Oh, we can cook something up with this. It's like, you're acting like there wasn't a man dressed as a duck <laughs> who would host the game. Why do, you, why do you think it was called Plug a Duck? If Plug a Duck would come out and he'd pluck the duck. And I, don't, I don't really know. Um, we had some quality TV back in the day. Mm. You know, actually, sorry, weird. This might be like for too comedy nerdy, but Bill Hicks was on that mm-hmm. show with the wow. Duck and there was this other character called Dicky Knee, and <laughs> like, knee. and it was like, yeah, just yeah. like a dick, a prosthetic dick on the presenter's knee, and like someone oh. else would voice it. But if you look down, like as the guest, you would just see a penis on the knee, and that oh, was wow. the character Dicky Knee. Yeah. And Bill Hicks is on that I mean, show. It like, says a lot about society, in my opinion. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, mate, was, yeah that, that was the show. High the, budget. They've not only got a duck costume, but also a prosthetic penis for a knee. Which uh, talks. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. The, the penis doesn't. There's no, like, oh, mouth. Like, there's no puppetry. Oh, oh, come on. There's oh, no man. puppetry of the penis. Oh, that you, came later. <laughs> if it was just, like, a ventriloquist cock that talked, that would be amazing. I mean, that, that would actually be pretty good. Someone should do that. Something like Predator. Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of out. But no, sorry. This is, this is just all coming back to me. So, Bill Hooks on that show, and then they remade it. Like, they cancelled it. It was called Hey Hey it's Saturday. Believe it or mm-hmm. not, it was on Saturday. Classic. And they remade it because they ran out of ideas again, mm-hmm. and it was on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but they refused to change the name because they needed the name recognition. So, it was Hey Hey it's Saturday on Thursdays. Nice. And that was the place in like, it was like 2005. 
You just something to look just... forward to on a Thursday. That's good. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's Saturday soon. That would have mm. been a good fix, but apparently not. Um, and that was when they had blackface in like 2005. Because he used to have a <laughs> gong segment. And one of the gong acts was uh, Michael Jackson... Guy, a guy dressed as Michael Jackson. You don't even in... need to do blackface mm. for Michael Jackson. I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he wanted no. to respect the classics because yeah. he, he had the other puppets. So I think it was supposed to be like the Jackson Five. So it was like him in kind of blackface and then four puppets, like two either side of him, kind of attached to him that were also black. Wow. Yeah, man. 2005. <laughs> 2005. We hosted the Olympics five years before that. Yeah. Well, you know, in Britain, they had gollywogs on the jam until 2002. But I think wow, in, in Britain, no one was really paying attention to what was on the jam. Whereas I feel like putting blackface on TV is like a it's like another. Well, no one in Australia complained. It was there was an American yeah. guest who was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason they got called that. <laughs> I'm trying oh. to figure out if I've talked about this on the podcast before. If you've I think it. you talked about it on Trash Future, actually. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Either but way. Only in passing. Great, yeah. great tale. That's incredible. Um, oh, fuck. I was good. There was something... Uh, I forgot what it was. There was definitely something else it, of that ilk that was just so strange. Australia's... That was, sorry, I did a gig with Stephen K. Amos mm-hmm. and, um, on Monday. And there's a cheese in Australia called Coon Cheese. That's just <laughs> the name yeah. of the cheese. Like, there's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing suggestive on the cover. Yeah. It's just that's the name. And Stephen Campbell has this whole routine about it where it'd just be like, Oh, yeah. It'd just be like, Really? <laughs> Coon? Like, you guys are fine with this? Presumably, surely there must, there must be some reason why it's called that that isn't the racial slur. I mean, you would hope. Mitch, like, if you want to have a little go, I, I don't, I don't I think, think it's the mind. slur. I like think a it, rural Australian town called like Coonaluna or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's believable to me. It's plausible. Well, I mean, the other, yeah, the other major cheese brand in Australia is Bega, and it's from the town of Bega. So yeah. I guess, yeah, mm. maybe we could do a quick investigation on Coon Cheese. But yeah, yeah it was just... It, uh, it was named after its creator, Edward William Coon. <laughs> huh. Well, there you go. Uh, nothing. Wow. He was a massive racist in the... No. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing vindictive there. So that's Justin good. Trudeau's grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you got to say, like, shout out to Justin Trudeau for giving, like, every black dude if he gets a Halloween outfit a get-out-of-jail-free this year. You know, oh yeah! They're just, like, they're just like, oh fuck! What's your what's your outfit? Oh, I forgot it was Halloween. Mm. Justin Trudeau, done. Yeah. You're <laughs> out of there. Escape route. I saw, I saw a tweet where someone was like, uh, Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau has two options uh, this Halloween: either like don't go or go bigger. <laughs> 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 but it's still not as funny as the guy who was running to be governor of Virginia when the press dug up a yearbook photo of his from college and he was a democrat as well yeah. and there was like and there were the photo was labeled oh, it's, it's him and one other guy but that no, one of them was in blackface and one of them was in a kkk costume and obviously you couldn't identify who was who because it's like 30 years ago and they're in costume right so his pr team had to decide which one was him <laughs> like which one is better like imagine being put in that position of like as like a pr guy who works for the democrat party having to be like the optics is better to say it was like blackface or KKK or we better to go for like a kind of Schrodinger's racism where like maybe the two sort of cancel each other out. Like <laughs> if you could sort of imagine it was both simultaneously, maybe it was neither. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. That, the guy is like in blackface in the KKK outfit. Yeah. And that somehow gets him out of it. Just yeah. like that's it's too much. Double mm. racism equals you're fine. Yeah. 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 But oh man, well, I, 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 I don't know. Was it like, the Justin Trudeau thing, the fact that it wasn't the Australian Prime Minister who got done for that is remarkable to me. 
like yeah. that just the get out of jail free as an Australian prime minister who wasn't the first person to be caught doing blackface and like you know for us it would have just been current mm. like it wouldn't have been like 20 years ago here's a black and white photo it's like no no that's just him on the weekend or his like Instagram <laughs> story just being like yeah I thought it was appropriate 20 years ago Australia wasn't on that level of irony they showed up they, you show up in that make and people are like who the fuck let this guy in <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there we go. We gotta have we gotta have like an air horn or something for the Australia is racist every week. <laughs> every week, I gotta yeah. I gotta figure something. I bet like it made me realize like that must be what it's like for like South African people where you go to South Africa. Like, hey, here it's pretty dangerous over there, and that is like, yep, yeah, we have also heard <laughs> if, it, if it's made it this far. Yeah. It's like every week in the pocket is like, Dan, you remember the genocide? I was like, yes, mate, uh, we were there. Yes, just finished, just closed Uluru. Uluru is officially closed for business. Mm. Go Australia, good work, guys. Uh, the indigenous population. Uh, it's the, that's what what is colloquially known as Ayers Rock, right? Uh, all right, yeah. that's uh, very no, no one calls it Ayers Rock anymore. Oh really? Why? Well, I said that is what's colloquially. Yeah, known I thought as. you were making a joke, yeah. and then I thought you, your face was all serious, and I was like, no, no one calls it that. That's weird. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just being clear. Sorry. I realize that is the proper indigenous name for it. Well, there is yeah. as saying as ro- racist. It's not racist, or... but it's very like backward. You'd be like, "Whoa, dude, it's not called that." Oh, like, what's it called? Uluru. 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 U L U R A R U. Uluru. Yeah. Okay. Why is it closed? Um because they don't <laughs> uh the indigenous the First Nations people don't like people climbing it. Oh. Like okay. it's very disrespectful. Mm. Okay, because like it was kind of like it was like a sacred, like it was part of their religion, like part of the Dreamtime, part of their like history. Mm. And then white people were like, "Oh fuck, a view," and just kind of went up. And Mm. then that just happened. It it closed, I think, Saturday or something. It was very recent. But the thing that happened was they're like, "We're going to stop people climbing it." Like we're finally going to listen to them. And then uh, obviously white people just lined up. Oh, to get the last, the last, the last rocky day. Yeah, seriously. Like (laughs) they were just like, you know lines that would, which never happened like because it's quite dangerous to climb as well like people would yeah, fall off yeah, and die yeah. like it was it was a it was a problem and it's, it's not even it's not even high up like there's no reason to climb it it's a big than, old rock though isn't it it, it is it's big but like it's long like it's like it's not high like you wouldn't really yeah, get it's, a view it's short you're, and squat yeah you're in the desert it is it know? is a chode like rock okay <laughs> to avoid again i've just explained this is a sacred rock yeah <laughs> for the indigenous people <laughs> i'm oh, sorry it's a, it's a disease rock <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So why? What? What was Air? Who's? Is he the guy who first went? Ah, oh, this is now mine. Yeah, I think. Oh, what's his name? He's, he, was, he, was an, he was a pioneer. Like he was like yeah. an explorer. Um. Uh, was it Stuart Air or something like that? Um. Mm. Yeah. So basically, he kind of discovered it for white people. You know, uh, yeah. okay. things aren't discovered <clears throat> until white people see them. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the system. And so he discovered it, and then it was like Air's rock, and then the indigenous people are like, actually. I don't know if you know we count with a name for that. We did have yeah. 30 years head start, 30,000 years, sorry, head start on that. So, yeah, but it's finally closed. So, oh, happy day. There you go. And then Sounds I think good. I think there was like a like a right-wing politician in Australia mm-hmm. who was like climbed it on the last day. Oh, okay, like, classic. Just like, yeah, just like yeah, they just wanted to get in. And the the prime minister wasn't there when they mm. closed it. He was somewhere else. <laughs> Seems like something you should probably you know, turn up to. They don't want us to climb this what, big rock. Why would frankly. you turn up for a closing? Surely an opening. But you turn up for like, what is this significant closing? Like, how do they close it? Just, just mm-hmm. when, just put a fence around it, or? Well, like, they, like, they were like climbing kind of ropes. I think they had on it because like you couldn't, mm. like it's quite slippery. Like you'd fall off the side. Like that would yeah. be part of it. So I think they I kind of want to climb down. it now. <laughs> you don't want to climb it. What is it with English people? <laughs> 
You don't want to climb the rock. It's just when someone tells you you can't do something, you're kind of like... That's exactly why this is a problem. Just don't climb the rock. Tell me what to do. Uh, why? I, they, I'm not telling you they are. I'm just the messenger. Okay. Mm. The right. indigenous people. The so. First Nations people. Mm. Australian uh, Aboriginal land always was, always will be. Yeah. I uh, guess so. Progressive. Yeah. No, that, makes, that makes sense. No, sorry. I just, I'd, never really, I'd never really like given it thought in that particular way before. Um, as what do in, you mean? Well, I just... Uh, they could make some serious Well, money. as in I'd like, I'd never literally formulated that sentence before. But as in like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't like, yeah. Um, yeah. No, it is funny because like you don't... Like, I mean, I, I speak with yeah. this on stage. Like I, mine is the first generation to really see it like that and like we're still yeah. pretty shit like we don't know anything mm-hmm. like one of the one of the things like that i found out recently is like the indigenous word for like a white person mm-hmm. like surely you should know that like you know what i mean like i know the mexican word for white person yeah like gringo you know mm-hmm. um is but it like, the same no <laughs> it's uh gubba gubbo gub gub gubba gubba like, ah yeah i mean huh. that there's a lot of indigenous languages so i assume uh, okay there's like probably a few of them but that oh. that was the one that wikipedia told me Oh, because we just don't learn stuff like we don't. No, like, yeah, I, mean, I think that's I think that's like a big thing in all all over like the former colonial territories of of the world that the kind of their the the history is like taught in a certain way to like brush over certain elements. Yeah, but that's yeah. how colonialism works, isn't it? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, I don't think anyone's saying that. Yeah, um, no one's disagreeing with the how yeah. colonialism happens. No, I think it's, just, it's the same story with like yeah, Native Americans and like what in Canada and the US and like yeah. even in South America as well. Well, that's um, the thing. Like Canada, like I, you know, I bring this up a lot because I like yeah. to. Um, yeah, exactly. Canadians get a free pass on all that shit just because mm. for some reason, yeah, we do dumber things in public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like Trudeau was like, yeah, what happened to the Inuit people? Mm. Like what happened to like Native Americans in Canada? I don't even yeah. know what you call them, like non-offensively. Because I don't yeah. think it's Eskimos anymore. Inuits is, yeah, instead of Eskimos. Inuits is correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I've heard. I think, I mean, uh, I've, I've I think, met one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think it's just that like uh, Australians have got heat stroke. I think that's what it is. Because I think like <laughs> fundamentally like Australia and Canada are like quite similar countries. And they're like quite big. They're sort of like kind of... Yeah, left-wing-ish on the grand scheme of things compared to like most of the rest of the world like they have healthcare and stuff but yeah like, yeah yeah but sort of canada has a more like cuddly brand it's very cuddly brand whereas australia is more like oh just going down the fucking tool store for a sausage mate oh fucking hardware store mate and jumping in that jumping in the ute to go shop. in there Bottle shop, the bottle O. Go Come buy on, some mate. black face paint. So <laughs> that's actually one of the colours available in Bunnings. Yeah. Uh, do you have charcoal? No, we've got blackface. Would you prefer that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Shitting on my people. Um, I love it. I'm actually going to Australia next year. I'm very excited. Really? I've never been before. Dude, I'll be back. Oh, awesome! I'm doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Awesome. Are you doing yeah. your show? Yeah, I am. Very excited. So well, that's, that's going to be fun. This, this is a fucking. This is. A, the first yeah. professional segue the show's ever had. Oh, we'd love to see it. <laughs> we really do. Your, your show is called Pindos. Pindos, yeah. Pindos, and that is the Russian word for American. Yeah, yeah, for like, it's like a slang term. I guess the, the best English translation would be like Yank or something. Yeah, yeah so kind of yeah. like gringo, but for Russian, for an American-ish yeah. person. Yeah, exactly. And your show was called that because you spent a lot of time in Russia. I did. Three years. Three years, yeah, which is too long. Too long? Too long. Oh, a year and a half was nice. And then beyond that, it was like, I've now, like, I think the first year and a half was like, 
because Russia is an insane country. Like yeah. every, I think of all the countries I've ever been to, it's the country that lives up to all of its stereotypes. And the way in which it doesn't live up to the stereotypes is that it's more like those stereotypes <laughs> than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> like everyone in the West is like, oh yeah, we've seen the YouTube videos, but surely it can only be like 60% of that. But no, it is like 150% of that. <laughs> um, and like, yeah. And so then I think for the first 18 months, at least I found it this way, was just like, uh, you're seeing all the crazy shit for the first time. Right. And then for the second 18 months, you're seeing all the crazy shit for the second time, and it's more annoying. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, that, that guy is insane, but also I'm just trying to get to work. You know, like, there's, like, that kind of... Uh, okay, give me... Yeah. Like, what, what's, like, an insane... Because, like, with Russia, I've kind of got, like, mm-hmm. a weird mental image that's a mix between John Wick and the Burt Kreischer machine story. That's, like, pretty <laughs> much how I picture it. Which yeah. seems inaccurate, but from what you're saying, no, maybe that's just kind of the vibe. Like, I don't know. John Wick, except there wasn't even a dog involved. It no was just dog. like, it was an argument over whose beer it was, like, <laughs> like that kind of a thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't even know, I don't even know really where to start. Uh, what would be a good... Well, look, let's just go okay. chronologically, because like right. you, went, you went from, you lived, grew up in Essex, went to Cambridge. I did, And yeah. you studied the classics. I did. Which is something that I think only English people would ever do. Like no, you've, you've got it in Australia, man. You've got some big. I, uh, I've heard of the classics, but yeah. like, you know, the, the actually, main... the, the poshest person I've ever met was an Australian history fellow at my college. Get the who, fuck out of here! Yeah, 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 but who didn't sound Australian at all? He was like so posh that he had completely lost right. the accent. I've got this theory that like all over the like kind of. Um, let's say like the commonwealth countries mm. the really poshest people all sound the same like you go to posh scottish people sound the same as posh english people really posh australian people sound the same as posh english people like right. there's a certain level you have to get to and it really is like the top tier but like yeah this guy was just like oh oh hello yes mm, lovely to see you lovely you know that, right, so that like was his voice that far yeah but he was like properly from sydney grew up in australia went to like some posh boarding school in sydney went to the university of sydney what a then... piece of shit <laughs> unbelievable ditching your accent and he studied classics he studied classics well yeah. there you go i mean that yeah i do i think you got a point there like about the there is like just this apex of accent mm. even like american people yeah kind of like the hit... real east coast motherfuckers yeah like, like a certain level of mm. like just like fuck i've read so many books like you just mm-hmm. kind of get there yeah, like, yeah but it's like in australia like that is a hundred percent put on oh okay like a hundred percent like there's no way that you would ever be raised to sound like that mm. there's not enough of yeah. that accent coming at you to talk yeah, like that yeah, yeah. like it it's pretty much impossible but i does cambridge not require you to kind of do that everyone i've met who's been to cambridge even for a bit like even for that like year just for a day trip yeah they just kind of come out being like oh hello like that kind of uh yeah like that kind of uh no i don't if anything i think that um in a lot of ways the current state of affairs at cambridge is kind of like the opposite way where that most people at Cambridge are in like a desperate bid to like prove how like earthy and sort of the earth they are, you know, that kind of a, um, and so I I mean, I I would say my accent's like kind of neutral. It's, I guess it's not, it's like, I'm like sort of like well-spoken, but I don't sound posh. That's what I would say. Give us us a verdict on the accent. I wouldn't say neutral. You're like slightly upper. Yeah. A little bit posh. Yeah. But like, Um, did it change? From the when you're in Essex to like leaving Cambridge, like. so I went to school in Cambridge for two years before uh-huh. I went to university, and I would say probably on average the people at that school were posher than 
the people at Cambridge University. Okay. It was a state school, but it's just like the kind of people who live in Cambridge and send their kids to like a, like it was kind of like a, it was a sixth form college, but it was kind of almost like a grammar school type vibe. Okay. Um, and so the kind of people that live in Cambridge and send their kids there, like a lot of people were like the children of academics or like people who worked in like science because there's like big science parks around Cambridge and stuff. Of course. So you're talking like pretty middle-class kids, even though they're at like a, a state school rather than a private school or whatever. Um, but yeah, and then at the university, there's like, I mean, Cambridge University, I guess, is like, I don't know. I think it's more diverse than, say, Oxford is, but mm. it definitely has some some work to do. Um, but there's a lot of different things going on in terms of, like, I think a lot of people just don't apply there because it, like, it seems like it's not for them. And so the university has, like, a huge PR thing where they're, like, desperately trying to get, like, more working-class people to apply in the first place. Okay. Um, but then also I think there's, like, issues around. I mean, the whole system is just fucked up to bottom, basically. Um, uh, but anyway, my point is there's, like, it's, like, 60% state school people, um, probably, like, a majority of whom are, like, kind of middle class to some greater or lesser extent. Sure, but um, I, I just mean in terms of, like, I think the accent must shift a little just yeah. being around it. Just, like, in the way that, like, you know, my, my uh, government um, in America within a week was just, yeah. just twisted a little, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, if you're around those people for three years, like obviously I think yeah. probably when you graduate, you're probably like peak mm-hmm. Cambridge. Like you're just really kind of speaking yeah. like an essay yeah. and then it slowly kind of grade, pairs back down. But then when you guys get together, I reckon it'd jump up again. In the same way, like my mm. accent, I think gets more Australian, the more Australians I'm near. Exactly. And the stronger their accent. The I'm more like, hardware stores you visit. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Mate, if I got a sausage in my mouth, fuck, yeah. it goes right up, <laughs> goes right up here. Like, exactly. Yeah. 100%. I feel yeah. racist when I do that accent. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I'm like, I'm mocking this thing, but I'm not. But anyway. Mm. But, but yeah, no, I think that, well, I think it really depends on like the, the circle that you're in. But like mm. I was in the classics faculty, so that was like quite a quite a posh faculty that <laughs> really? was um yeah oh that's a majority private school faculty um yeah i'd like uh, which, which 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 were your classics is I it just pretty... ancient greek and latin or is there more so there more everyone classics? everyone has to do ancient greek and latin uh-huh. and then there's like loads of ancillary stuff that you do around it so like uh ancient history ancient literature um ancient philosophy linguistics you can do art and archaeology as well i think mm. that's all of them Oh, and you can, there's also a modern Greek paper you can do in third year, which me and all my mates did because it was like a huge DOS. Right. Because um, the modern languages faculty is like, I, I don't know, there's like, a, there's like a huge joke at Cambridge about how like the modern languages faculty is like the easiest way to both get into Cambridge and to get a good mark despite being an idiot. Like you meet so many people who did modern languages and it's like, wow, like you, you can barely write your own name and you've got like a two one in French. Like this is like, this is incredible. This, this is some fucking deep Cambridge yeah. chat. <laughs> but then the modern Greek thing was for people who were struggling with, it was like uh, ab initio modern Greek. Like, so if you'd never done modern Greek before. I know what ab initio is because okay. I did the IB and that's the introductory exactly. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, and so, if you were doing if you were doing modern Greek from the MML faculty, modern languages, yeah. that meant that you had uh, you were basically failing your current course of like you were like not good enough at German, and they were like maybe you should do this. <laughs> um, and so, like the people on the course who were from modern languages were like the people who were like even the modern languages faculty were like these people need help. Yeah, this um, a bit thick. Yeah, Let's and Greek is Greek. a hard language, so it was like a stupid because it's like you know has cases and like it's much more complicated than like spanish or something is, is um, there is there any correlation between ancient greek and modern greek like did it help that you were the master of the ancient greek 
Yeah, I think it's like similar to like Latin and Italian. Like right. you've got the, except modern Greek is a bit more grammatically similar to ancient Greek. So ancient Greek has the cases and stuff as well. Uh -huh. So we didn't find any of that stuff hard, which was all the stuff that the modern languages people found the hardest because most of them had never studied a language that had that kind of grammatical system. Right. But the vocab is like mostly different or the vocab that's the same as like the meaning has evolved quite substantially. Sure. Um, but it's sort of relate. You can see how it relates, but like it's not the same word anymore. Okay, and then so you did yeah. that as just like an easy course, basically. Yeah. But then where where did like Russian come in? Did you know any Russian? Uh, I taught myself Russian um, <laughs> because uh, one of my best mates from the classics faculty is this Russian guy who'd like been to school in the UK and had kind of basically grown up here. Yeah. Um, uh, but all his family was still in Russia, and so he like a few times we went out to Moscow to like visit his friends and family. And before the first time we went, I was like this guy is cool, but he is an unreliable motherfucker. So what I'm going to do is teach myself enough Russian that in like an emergency situation, I can like escape. Right. And you didn't want there were several occasions on which I really did <laughs> lean heavily on that fucking emergency Russian. So you were, you were very correct in like, yeah. you know, packing a raincoat of some basic Russian, <clears throat> essentially. Exactly. It is not a country where people speak English. Um, like, Really? Like, it's that bad? Because like I, I, if you're... I, my, the only kind of people I know who've been to Russia yeah. were, like, for the World Cup last okay, year. Okay, yeah. That's what it takes for Australian people to go to Russia. Exactly. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole, the whole vibe. And they were 100%. like, yeah, look, it was pretty basic. Yeah, I mean, and that was them, like, really pulling out all the stops to find everyone in the country who spoke fucking English and, like, <laughs> stick them in a vest around a sports stadium. Like, this is people that are like, I, I learn English from back of cereal box. Good, you are now in charge of stadium. Like, that was, like, um, you know, I was so funny. There were all these, like, signs up in the, in the metro, but I remember before the World Cup, because this is when I was still living there, and they were mm. like, uh, do you speak fluent English? You could make 300 pounds a month working for the Moscow metro. And it's like, damn, like, no one, is, no one who speaks fluent English is gonna want, in Russia is going to want to make 300 pounds a month. That's like a golden ticket there. If right. You, like, where, where that's like a minimum wage salary. Or okay. Like, so, or not quite a minimum wage salary, but like a kind of definitely like very average salary. If in, you can speak fluent English, there's yeah, probably more opportunities probably, yeah. for you. It was like I remember at, like, at Cambridge in the student newspapers, like mm. sometimes big like companies or whatever would take out ads to try and recruit. And I remember, I think it was MI5 took out an ad and they were like, do you speak fluent Mandarin Chinese? You could make up to 24,000 pounds a year. <laughs> you could make less than a primary school teacher working for MI5. <laughs> Only if you can be bothered to learn fluent Mandarin Chinese. And I'm like, I think, I don't know. I think your earnings potential might be a bit higher than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, obviously, if you're working for MI5 speaking fluent Mandarin, you're probably yeah, probably probably a spy. Yeah, I would imagine. And yeah. that's that's surely a low rate. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I don't think Bond's getting that. You know? No, I don't think so. I think he's mostly spending on the expense account. I think that's what it is. I think that's <laughs> why he's boozing so massive. much on the job because he's like, I can't afford ten quid cocktails normally, but with the company Amex, I am, you know, smashing Bond. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, like, because I, you know, I, I didn't want to broach this too early on, but I mm -hmm. assume you learned Russian because of some kind of spying thing. Like, I just had no <laughs> idea. Like, you know, just this good boy out of Essex, you know, went to mm. Cambridge, suddenly goes to Russia for three years. Yeah. Then mysteriously returns before the football. Well, I think I will. <laughs> I think I'll never convince people that I'm not a spy. Yeah, I think that, that's that the will good, never. That's the good shape thing as well. Like, I've had many suspicions about. I'm like, <laughs> Milo. Like, that's, come on. <laughs> that is an absurd Mil name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, mean, I suppose if you're a spy, they probably don't want to have a memorable name. I, was, I mean, Milo is, I don't know if it's memorable, but it's going to be Milo. 
Hmm. Get distracted by the shoulders and you just carry on your merry way. <laughs> <and distracted by the laughs> someone someone um, gets like Navachoved. Is that the one? Novichok. Novichok. See? Which means which means newbie in Russian. Newbie? Yeah. yeah. If you're like like the new guys, like Novichok. Really? Yeah. And that's the poison? Yeah, exactly. That is very, very judgmental. I think it was because it was like their newest poison. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You're gonna want the you're gonna want the, the two point poison. That's yeah, the real yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. That's because um, do you know that is is Milo a thing here? Like is Milo a name? No, um, like uh, oh the, the chocolate drink, the chocolate drink. Oh uh, no, not really. They don't Australia. have it here, but they have it abroad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Australia, it's huge, mate. And mm. in Singapore, that's the other one. Like, because you you kind of grow up thinking Milo is very Australian, mm. and you go to Singapore and like Macca's sells it. Like McDonald's can sell you a cold Milo. Damn. Yeah. So, man, you're gonna love it in Australia. You're gonna feel very at home. People yeah. are gonna be like Milo, like the drink, and yeah. you're gonna be like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had that. I've had that a lot already. Uh, if any of our listeners are interested in a cold Milo, hit me up any day of the week. Uh, I'm cold as shit. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So you so you learn Russian because you, your roommate was Russian, which to me yeah. is that it would take far more than that for me to learn a foreign language. Just like knowing yeah. a guy who speaks it, being like, yeah. Okay, I think well, I think one of the secrets here is that like I'm kind of a nerd, like on a you know, you might you might look at this like huge jockish guy before you and think how could this guy possibly be a nerd, right? But yeah. I think on some, especially about language, I'm like very into languages. I've always, okay. I always have been, and then but I didn't have any languages that I spoke fluently. Like I knew, I knew Latin and Greek, but that's you don't speak them. Those are useful only academically. Sure. And then I had like schoolboy French, where I was like pretty good at French at school, but I hadn't studied it since I was 16. So my French now is like dodgy as shit. Mm. And so then I was like, oh this would be like this is like an interesting language whereas i always found french kind of boring i was like well i can learn this but then what can i do like order a croissant or like you know whereas um, in russia you can order anything yeah you can order <laughs> like depleted uranium um you know uh, okay so that's cool yeah and then, so then you moved there after you so you graduated then you went there yeah i graduated and i so, went there for like a gap year basically a gap year yeah russia <clears throat> other people africa build church thailand you mm. know Finger people on the beach. Exactly. Russia. Yeah. Russia, finger people in a metro station. You know, those are your... <laughs> I mean, like, I think that... Uh, it's. I would recommend it hugely for, like, a gap year experience. Really? Because... Dude, you can right. do you can do your pitch so into the I camera. This... You can give you can give them a full sales pitch on okay. Russia. I have a grand. I have like a grand theory about like the whole like the history of the Cold War, uh-huh. which is that, and this is important for the gap year thing, which is that basically like the the Soviet Union. Whilst it was arguably not good, like you did not want to live in the Soviet Union, right? Sure. Was made the West better because like the Western kind of hegemony had like this thing that it had to compete with. And so they had to constantly prove, no, living here is better than living in the Soviet Union, right? So like there was more of an incentive to be like... uh pay all the workers well and like give them nice houses to live in and stuff because they're like yeah look at that shit you'd be living in if you lived in right. russia so like, whereas now because like russia is like not relevant anymore to the global consciousness in the same way mm. that like now like america's just like we just do whatever the fuck we want we don't we don't <laughs> need to treat the workers good we can yeah. fuck the workers over because exactly. now there's no there's no communism yeah, yeah there's no one who is going to give them health care so <laughs> fuck it right fuck them that's um, interesting i like that that's so yeah. like basically yeah, like the West was like Australia to Russia's New Zealand, you know, just like because yeah, yeah, we've yeah. been achieving, <laughs> put the pressure on them. Yeah, exactly. You know, 
If you, you, what are you going to do? You're going to move over there and you start talking like that? Is that what you're going to do, mate? That is a horrific <laughs> That is an there Australian accent. You just said like, look that. Like that's all you, yeah. I, not, I do I my best. You know, I, don't have, not, I don't have one. So in fairness, yeah. go for it. Legit. Um, but yeah, and so I think that like going to Russia to live, like as a tourist, I don't think you really, you'll never really get a vibe for it. But if you live mm. there, you can sort of see how like it's a country where it's like, it's the center of like this whole other world. Right. Because like that whole thing where they talk about like third world countries in scare quotes comes from the idea of like the West was the first world and the, the Soviet bloc and its allies was the second world. And then the third world was like anyone who's not allied with either of those two blocks. So it t- the third world technically includes like Switzerland. Um, <laughs> yeah, I read that. That was like so insane, right? It's just like yeah. the first one was purely like some marketing from the West being like, Basically, we're number yeah. one, Russia yeah. number two. Yeah. If you guys aren't involved, fucking number three, you're getting bronze. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, but it's like a real thing. So you go to Russia and it's like, it is, it's still like the capital of the second world. So like Moscow is like, to people who live in Kazakhstan is like New York. Like if you're nice. like, if you're from like Almaty and you want to like make your fortune, like for the most part, people move to Moscow and they get like a shitty job in Moscow and they try and like work their way up. And that, that to them is like, or like Belarus or even to some extent the Ukraine, although that's kind of like changed a bit now. But, mm. um, and so that has, apart from the countries which were like kind of conquered by force, which is like, uh, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, which are mostly like where those people very much feel like. Estonian rather than ever having been Soviet because mm-hmm. the, the whole time they were in the Soviet Union they were kind of like yeah we hate the Soviet Union we try and kill them as often as possible um, <laughs> they had a consistent yeah. policy yeah whereas like, I think most people in like the Ukraine or Belarus or even Kazakhstan places they kind of felt like they were Soviet citizens rather than being like uh, I guess like peoples. colonial possessions yeah sure um, and so like those people still kind of view like Moscow as the center of their world if you like mm. um, and so then you live in Moscow and you kind of you, you see the world from this entirely different perspective like you kind of see how they see us um as like a country which has like always had very spicy relationship with the west like even at its friendliest there's always been this like weird like free son of like we're very different people sure um like a brother-in-law that you don't really get along with yeah, but you're yeah, sort of yeah. keeping a superficial veneer of like uh civility um so that's how they see the western world or the relationship between Russians and... Um, well, it varies hugely, I think, depending on which Russian you talk to. Mm. But, like, uh, there is, like, there's, like, a kind of overall, I guess, at least on a political level, there's that sense of, like, division between the East and the West. Sure. And so I think, like, coming back from Russia particularly, I had, like, a very keen sense of, like, how dumb a lot of the shit people in the West think about the West is by virtue of being there and realizing how dumb a lot of the stuff they think about Russia is. Right. Like, that they, like, you meet so many people there who believe that, like, Russia is so great because of, like, X, Y, or Z, like, insane reason that makes no sense. And then mm. suddenly, when you, once you learn to recognize that pattern of thinking, which is easier when it's not, like, your pattern of thinking, you then come back to the West and you're like, oh, yeah, this is, like, the same shit people say about, like, Brexit. It's, like, the same, like, psychological phenomenon where, like, people just have, like, a completely misaligned picture of, like, what their country is actually like and what it actually does. Right. It's, like, the thing about America is, like, number one, like, yeah. they got freedom Mm. like you know it's like freedom and freedom like that's what we got that no one else has yeah exactly and you're saying like the russian version of that what Mm. what is the russian what are the things that like russian people are like mate you know what's fucking sick about russia like what's their i think i think the most mad one aside from the fact that like they believe that like the, the 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 west has been like overrun both by homosexuality and sharia law but like no attempt is made <laughs> 
Like that's just two separate things which two. somehow coexist in the West. <laughs> like somehow like met in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Like, like where well, they're stoning you to death if you're not gay. Like that kind of a like I don't know exactly what the vibe is there. Um, oh man, what natural allies. Yeah. All, the, all those gay clerics that I know. Oh, we love it. M- M- uh, <laughs> Abu Bakr Albag Leather Daddy. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh man, um, that's so funny that those are the two ones. I like that. that that's yeah. like, but as if that's not the same shit that we'd say about like Russia, you know? Like just like just kind of pick two like kind of buzzwords mm-hmm. we've heard about and be like, that's what they're all about. Just yeah. socialism and nuclear power. Like that's yeah. all they care about over there. Well, that is insane to me how like lots of people, like the right wing people in the US think that like Russia is socialist when like Russia, if anything, is like the most turbo capitalist nation on earth. It's like, oh yeah, we're just going to have like, it's just stealing. Like that's all we do. <laughs> like we, we've even gotten rid of like the, uh, the kind of ways of like the money laundering aspect of like well no you know we're just giving money to our shareholders it's like no we're just literally stealing from the government that's like we're like we've done away with like even the facade of like normal capitalism right and gone to full-on like yeah there's a group of people and they just take all the money and everyone else well you eat fucking salami with no meat in it that's how it works um <laughs> a genuine thing <laughs> what is, did- what is it then well, it's so it's it's called Doktorskaya Kolbasa, which is like doctors. Well, kolbasa means like kind of sausage, I guess. Yeah, but like, like that's a type of sausage. Isn't kielbasa, it? yeah. Kielbasa is like Polish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but Polish to like a Russian speaker just sounds like kind of like an incredible, like an incredibly like countryside attempt at speaking Russian. It's like that right. kind of a like not kind of, to denigrate the Polish language. I realize that's a very subjective. No, we just um, say what they think. But that's like, fine. yeah, um, so what, like is it like kind of like rural? Like, and so like yeah. the Russian is like kolbasa, and like and like the Polish is like kielbasa. So like kind of it sounds like um, <laughs> bit simple. Like, yeah, well, like the Russian word like nichevo, which means nothing, and the Russians and the uh, Polish say nichego. Um, which is like because the G in Russian and it's in the middle of the word, it's like pronounced soft like a V. Right, um, and so it'd be a bit like I don't know, like you know, those words in English that have like kind of like consonants in the middle that are like softened because they're in the middle of the word, but sometimes people who don't know the language like pronounce them wrong. I'm now trying to come up with like a Leicester good example. Square. Yeah, like saying like Leicester Square. So saying like Nichego sounds like saying Leicester Square. Right. So like a Russian, yeah, merch. There you go. Not exactly. even a zinger that time. That was just, just a perfect example to demonstrate <laughs> yeah. Milo's no, point. I'm really bad at thinking of examples. Like I'm terrible at it. I mean, um, I, I did not understand what you were saying. Like all I had, <laughs> yeah. all I had in my head was like, this is like kind of like a Brummy thing. Like mm-hmm. they just drop the H on shit. They drop the G's yeah. on things, and it's like that's not what you were saying at all. No, not even close. Uh, um, but yeah, so Doctor Skakolbasa. Right, it's like this sausage that they, they developed, I think, in the Soviet Union that looks like a huge frankfurter that you mm. slice. So the inside is completely pink and featureless. There's no like globules of flat. There's like nothing. <laughs> it looks like a paste that's been rolled into a sausage. And apparently, at certain points in the Soviet Union, it contained zero percent meat. It was all just like different kinds of filling agents, and like Oof. people believed it was meat. Right. But it was not. And I think now it's like meat, but it's like the worst kind of meat. Yeah. It's like the lips and assholes meat, as they say. Like America. like spam essentially but like no name yeah. brand yeah i think worse than spam worse i think it's like yeah is spam a name brand yeah spam yeah, is, is the yeah. spam is the canned meat yeah mm. yeah you i, d- I didn't realize it was spam. i didn't realize it was <laughs> that's it was like a... saying like it is the blackface show <laughs> so, well yeah i guess it is the main one yeah it's the it's the spam meat like yeah. come on what's now. the knockoff of spam spam Spam. Oh, like Aldi must have it. Like there must be some kind of Aldi Spank. like spin. Like Spank. you know, it's just the spam. <laughs> it's the span with an N. It's like, is this like spam? Like yeah, hmm. it's Who knows? similar. Similar. Yeah, yeah like spam's like span. It's wider. Like Band aid, dude. Spam's like mm. the thing that like people. They're not even talking about spam. They're just referring to a spam-like product. Mm. 
There you they, go. They Although won. to be fair, I've never seen a spam like product that wasn't spam. Because it's such a horrifying idea. Do they sell idea, it or they just give it? <laughs> That's the thing. I don't if, know. if it's cheaper than spam, I don't understand. I, I swear I once went to a supermarket that had spam that was sold out. And I've never been more confused. Hmm. Cause like, how would you? How did you run out of spam? I just assume they had it in the back in case it's like a nuclear winter and they're still at work. You mm, know, they had a delegation from the Soviet Union. You know, they were like, we've never <laughs> seen things of this quality. Just <laughs> we, must, we must take it home. <laughs> we know the story about fucking Yeltsin, right? When they when no. he went to the U.S. for the first time as like Russian president after like the collapse of the USSR and he became yeah. president of Russia. Uh, he went and had this big like summit with Bill Clinton in Washington to talk about like the future of Russia and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and they took him as like a PR thing to just like a normal supermarket in Washington, like a fucking Trader Joe's or something, right? And he's walking around there and he's like, okay, very good. Now take me to the real supermarket. He's like, yes, we also have this in Russia, like the fake supermarket that you show to the diplomats to show how nice the supermarket is. They take me to the real one. And they're like, no, 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 this is a real supermarket. And it took them like 15 minutes to explain to him that this was like actually the real supermarket. And then he's like, what the fuck? And, he's, and then he begins like scouring the whole place, like picking everything up and being like, how is this possible? <laughs> Russian like, leader supermarket sweep yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And that was the guy who was the president. <laughs> but he was also shit-faced. Oh, most of the time. So yeah. like, maybe he just wasn't all together. He was just like... Oh man, once Yeltsin at his country house got so blasted that he like fell off of a bridge into the Moscow River and he got rescued by a homeless guy who was just like drinking under the bridge who thought like another homeless guy had fallen into the river. Imagine being that pissed homeless guy just pulling a guy out of the river being like, yeah, come on, mate, you've had a few too many and just being like, that's fucking Boris Yeltsin. I need to drink less. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the, the Russian yeah. Rob Ford. Do you remember Rob Ford? The, the oh, the Canadian. It was Canadian like smoking crack. Who smoked crack? And, oh yeah, yeah. Mm. didn't he win? Uh, in life, no. But I thought, I thought a crack... he was elected. Yeah, and yeah he I was elected. Yeah, he died, didn't he? He's dead now. Yeah, oh. but his brother Doug Ford I... is still in Canadian politics. Again, another Doug similarity Ford between like a fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doug Ford. Yeah. Was, are there any Australian sort of uh, mayors who are kind of rogue? No, like all of our stuff. Like I reckon, okay, so the craziest mm. kind of Australian political figure is this guy called Bob Catter. Yes, you we know, love Bob Catter. <laughs> well, what can you say? Yeah. Is this poopy pants? No, 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 <laughs> that's, uh, that's our prime minister, Scott mm. Morrison, who shit himself in England and McDonald's in 1997. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got you just have that Amazing. ready to roll at any point. Oh, mm. you, want, you want more? Just like, bring it up a little bit. Just bring mm. it up a little. Yeah, Mitch, yeah. Is, Mitch is getting at me this week. Yeah, Usually yeah. he's very happy with my mic technique. Damn. Look at this. Ruin the whole flow. <laughs> it's so too straight to, in here. You need to get your mouth closer to that mic. Yeah, so this uh, Australian Australian rogue. Who was oh, it? Bob Catter. Is Bob like in, Catter. He's like, is northern Queensland. Like, northern Queensland, I guess, would kind of be like rural Texas. Like, that kind yeah. of... Yeah, bit of that vibe. Mm. Like, not a lot of people, a lot of space. And mm. Bob Catter basically wears a cowboy hat, has a whip. <laughs> like, just like a... a just whip. a whip. Just, you yeah. know... And like, yeah, he just says like crazy shit. But the weird thing, the one thing that I'll say about like every kind of lunatic right wing politician, mm. he's not a, is he a lunatic? He's kind of yeah. a lunatic. You've definitely seen the video of Bob Catter. There's like a big meme one where like he's talking about like gay rights in Australia and he's talking to the camera and he's like at a press conference. And he's like, well, you know, in my opinion, let a, let a million blossoms bloom. But uh, I'm not going to waste any time on it because this week over four people have been torn apart by crocodiles in northern Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's the most amazing turn of a sentence. Juxtapositional. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you got these are the kind of issues you face yeah. when you're a, <laughs> a senator from North Queensland. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like he just 
he says crazy shit, but he also just like a lot of it is just kind of like, oh, but wouldn't it be good if we just used all Australian stuff? Like that's like a big part of it. Like he oh, doesn't, yeah, yeah. he's not, I don't know if he's like particularly like anti-immigration or anything. Like, cause like One Nation's our kind of like UKIP party mm-hmm. and they're like, it was really funny. Like I used to, I used to be a trivia host and this okay. is still one of the fun, like I used to do like team name themes every week. Uh-huh. Trivia's in pub quiz. Yeah, pub quiz. Gotcha, yeah. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I used to do theme name uh, team name themes every week and it was kind of like hashtag games on YouTube okay. and one of them was like Pauline Hanson who was like our like OG racist politician oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like she's like this ginger lady used to work in a fish and chip shop and there was this famous song where they remixed her saying I don't like it about like Asian immigration oh okay <laughs> and, was, and they remixed it was a whole thing uh, by the artist Pauline Pants Down fucking mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> very satirical country uh, but yeah and she kind of came back into politics after um like, I forget why she went away. Did she go to prison? I don't know. She went on... <laughs> she went on it's all possible. It's all... She, I don't think she went to prison. She went to like on Strictly, like our equivalent of like Dancing with the Stars, which is like Strictly Come Dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like Dancing with the Stars. And she went on that. And she did quite well. And everyone forgot she was a horrible racist and re-elected her. And it was a whole thing. Um, that was <laughs> they, so uh, many they words. They forgot. <laughs> <laughs> or they remembered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but either way, she kind of came back in. And like now she... She's fine with Asians now because mm. Australia's it's, realized yeah. that we're in Asia yeah. and we better chill. Because isn't the One Nation Party actually called Pauline Hansen's One Nation Party? Isn't that like Ooh, the official name? Maybe. It didn't used to be, but I yeah. think she kind of brought it back. Oh, maybe it used to be called that and now it's just it's One It's got Nation. like a Derek and the Dominoes kind of vibe. Yeah, I was going like, to say, it's got like very rap albums. Sort of like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, like that's the brand. Yeah. So like, just you know, real swag. Like, yeah. J- Jane Fonda's 60-minute workout. But. <laughs> Pauline Hansen's extreme racism, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she chilled on Asians basically, and now she hates Muslims. That's her new thing. Ah, oh, damn. And the, and the team who are oh, never Asian. Never, yeah, can't have that. <laughs> no. I mean, well, yeah. Oh god, well, let's not get into that. Um, yeah. <laughs> just so, so many issues with where like, are how, Muslims from? How uh, wrong? A Union Jack off investigation. <laughs> everyone's favorite game where are muslims from mm. um but yeah she everywhere dan it's one of the most ethnically diverse <laughs> religions on the face of the earth okay uh, <laughs> up next on up next on correcting an australian uh, but yeah so uh, basically uh the team name theme was yeah. pauline hansen's new like her order her current biography like mm-hmm. her new biography and the team name that they came up with was uh if it's brown, flush it down. If it's yellow, let it mellow. <laughs> it's good satire. Good it's satire. Good satire. You I, can't yeah. blame it. I was and very rhymes. impressed with that. Yeah. Um, but mm. yeah, so that, those are our kind of crazy politicians. It's just kind of mm. like, you know, like, just like, yeah, just kind of like picture like your right wing politicians, but wearing a silly hat. I think that's the <laughs> Australian equivalent. We don't have yeah. many hats in UK politics, do we? Not enough. If no. you put, if you put like, like, like Lord a, Buckethead, and that's about it. Like, a, like, yeah, like a fez on Jacob Rees-Mogg. I'd like it. I would, Damn. I would like that more. Are there any <laughs> Jewish politicians? I don't see many yarmulkes or anything. There are, I think there are actually quite a lot of Jewish politicians, but they don't, they, they don't, don't necessarily like. They don't rock the um, gear. Yeah. They don't, is, wanna, they don't want to, you know, out themselves. You know, they just want to keep it chill. I, do, I tend to find like I never, I never notice that people are Jewish, which I feel like is probably, probably a good thing. Like I don't think, I don't think it's always good to be like aggressively noticing people's ethnic characteristics. I don't, I don't think you're supposed but to then, like rain man it. Like you walk no. into a room, like there's three Jews. Here. But then like <laughs> suddenly, like you'll be like, uh, I'll be like talking about, I don't know, someone will be saying like, oh well, you know, they said this anti-Semitic thing, and I'll be like, is that person Jewish? And then they'll be like, yeah, everyone knows that. And I'm like, oh, I had no idea. I was just like 
never it yeah. never never occurred to me well i think like um, here you got there's definitely like less cultural judaism than like america for example yeah where yeah, like, I think so. they're kind of like we're jewish this is you know they yeah. kind of got like the names are a bit more jewish like because they yeah. came from europe yeah yeah. yeah 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 like germanic but, names and yeah, stuff yeah uh, more yeah. recently yeah um because i think that's yeah because like here I, i've i've yeah i've thought about it a few times on the podcast i just yeah. surprised how few jewish people there are in the uk yeah not a huge number when i think also like this it's like a very well integrated community i think that like because they've mm. been here a bit longer than like a lot of jews have in the u.s or whatever exactly but, like they're kind of a lot of jews are quite like establishment even like there's quite a lot of mm. not in a conspiracy way <laughs> <laughs> not, they are not overrepresented in the establishment they are in the establishment like to the extent that other races also are <laughs> But just like, yeah, you know, like there's a lot of like, I met a lot of Jewish people Wait, at so Cambridge, can for we, example. Can we just like, zoom in on Milo only <laughs> for this clip so I can just yeah. edge out of the frame? No, no, I don't damn. want to be involved in this. Yeah, no. Um, um, but yeah, well, well, sorry, we're talking about Russia. I just yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about an anti-Semitic country. <laughs> really? Is, yeah. that, is that on? Yeah. Oh, it's like... It's, but they then have there's like a lot the, of Jews in Russia, aren't there? Well, yeah. This is the weirdest thing. Isn't Abramovich thing. Jewish? He is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's not in Russia anymore. He's yeah. not allowed, is he? He is. Uh, he is allowed. He's not allowed here. Yeah, he oh. is allowed in Russia. Him and Putin have like a kind of truce. Like they don't really like each other, but sort of um, Abramovich agreed to like some sort of concessions to like his way of running his business. To like, I think he sold off a lot of the companies he owned in Russia to like friends of Putin, and now he's kind of allowed to go to Russia. He's not allowed to like run businesses in Russia, but he can right. go there and he won't be arrested, okay. which is more than some of them can do. <laughs> um, <laughs> This, uh, is, this is the oligarchs. Small, a lot of journalists can do. Um, uh, okay. uh, yeah, but yeah, no, the Russian thing, the Russian relationships with with like the Jewish people is like very odd because they are there's like a, a massive history of like mad anti-Semitism in Russia. I mean, obviously, all anti-Semitism is quite mad, but like particularly mad, like sure, you know, like they were kind of at it before the Nazis were, to be honest, in terms of like just driving Jewish people out of the country and whatever. Um, but so there's like that, which is like the old school stuff. But then there's also this thing where like because of communism kind of everyone in russia is like really keen on like trying to be an individual and so like the like, kind of response to communism yeah because it kind of made well everyone's the same everyone's a comrade like men and women are the same like right. kind of everyone like no there's nothing different about anyone we're all just soviet citizens and so like in the modern russia there's been like a bit of a reaction against that to an extent where like kind of um, Quite well, progressive I guess it, thoughts, really. Everyone is the same. There's no differences. Yeah, well, there's like there's some bits of the Soviet Union that were like kind of cool. Like there was like there were a lot of like you know female engineers and stuff because like that was their ideology. Never, it was like never, women should work too, and like yeah. You never hear that about communism, do you? It's just mm. like that's that's how they really nailed gender equality <laughs> yeah. in communism. Yeah, I mean they did murder a lot of people, um, but you know there's also the gender equality thing. Yeah. Um, like, but I mean also there was like there was like gender equality in like. Uh, the kind of workplace, but not mm. in the home. It was like very much like women were still like cooking and cleaning and like, you know, but they were just beaten also, by their husbands, but like they could also be engineers or right. like in the government. Um, so it was like, you know, it was a bit of both. Um, and like Russia now, I'd say as a woman is like, that's kind of carried over a bit. Like a lot of women in Russia, you can like get like, board positions or whatever although that's a lot of the time it's because like the, the husband is trying to like avoid tax and so he's putting his wife on the board <laughs> and like it's a whole thing um but uh but then but also a lot of like the kind of day-to-day -day, like in intergender relations are like quite 1950s in terms of like women are expected to bathe in a certain way and men are men are men and you know sure women clean up their mess is, is it like quite like a of... masculine culture like is that because i i've got that because just putin wrestling the bears that's kind of like yeah. it seems to be like important in russia to be like 
a it, bro? I, it, it definitely <laughs> is. For lack of a better word. Yeah. Just all those bros in Russia. Broski. Broski. Yeah. It's you. very like a... Light racism, but it's Russian. So but, fuck it. It's fine. Well, there's this, there's this saying that, uh, that um, in the Caucasus, which is like kind of the... I don't know how to, it's like Chechnya, Dagestan, those kind of regions. And like mm. people from there are like, they're predominantly Muslim. Some of them are Christian, but like they're kind of Russian citizens, but they're sort of from their own independent kind of like, they're like semi-independent states. A bit like, I guess, like Northern Ireland is in the UK. Like sure. it sort of like has its own government, but it's like basically Russia. Um, and uh, so they like, they have a lot of their own like slang and stuff because they have their own languages as well. But mm. they, because they speak Russian in like a certain way. And they have this saying, Pabratsky, which means like, like in the manner that a bro would do it um and that's like the most like caucasian thing you can say and they'll be like it'll be like oh can you give me a fag like Poborotsky? like as oh, a bro right. in the fashion of a bro could yeah, you please yeah, give yeah, me yeah, yeah. um and so that is that is a pretty classic that's actually sick. I, can yeah we, is there I any english take, equivalent for that, that. Yeah. yeah i want yeah, there is. russian has some cool ass slang it's worth learning from that point of view alone what, what else do you got because my favorite slang <laughs> ever finish yeah. For cheap wine, it's like the literal translation is squat wine. Because oh, it's nice. always on the bottom shelf because it's shit. <laughs> yeah, so it's I thought like, like squat party vibes. No, 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 no. Like, just like bring a bottle squat... to a squat party. What have you... Oh, this squat is such wine. squat wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that. What have you got? Give us some uh, sweets. Well, the, the Russian equivalent of that would be like a buchlo or buchlishka. Because they have this verb buchaitz, which means like to get hammered. Or like, it's like a, like a very like colloquial way of saying get drunk. Yeah. And so it's like a noun from that. So it's like the thing that gets you hammered. Right. Um, but there's not really a good English translation of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, the good Russian Lambrini. words. Lambrini. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or uh, like pizdiets. Wait, what did you say? Lambrini. Lambrini. Oh, it's a squat wine. Yeah. Lambrini. Yeah. Oh, that's like a type of wine. Well, yeah. that's if you're having a couple. If you're just having one, it's a Lambrinus. But, um, <laughs> Lambrinamus. Uh, exactly. Um, but. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, pizdiets is like, it's from the word pizda, which means cunt, but it's like, um, it's like a, a personified noun. So it's like pizdiets would be like someone who cunts, but, <laughs> but it just means like fucked up shit. Right. Um, but it's incredibly versatile because it can mean fucked up shit both in like a good or a bad way. Like, how was your day at work? Pizdiets. But also like, how was that party? Pizdiets. Like, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or similarly, you can just use it as an intensifier. Like, you were like, yeah, it was like, it was like pizdiets interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like fucked up how interesting it was. Oh, man. That's yeah. sick. That, that's a great way to describe so much of the internet. Oh, it absolutely no wonder, is. No wonder the yeah. Russians rule the dark web. They've yeah. got the exact word to describe the exactly. content of it. Huynya, uh, another great one, which just literally it means like dickery, but it's like it's like very intense because their word dick is more like our word cunt in terms of in how offensive it is. And so like if you describe something as huynya, it's like fucking ridiculous. Like it's like absolute nonsense, right. which is like perfect for describing politics. You're just like, this is some fucking huynya. Like that's like... Right, but so they yeah. like dick like as in like <clears throat> cunt. So it's like the male genitalia, but like you'd say it. But it's like on the on the offensiveness scale, it's like saying "cunt" in English. I realize as an Australian, this means nothing. Absolutely, um, I just like the well, equality aspect an, of it. Yeah, uh, that is just that. a, that's just a filler word in Australian <laughs> English. Um, How dare you? Yeah, I, I only said it like three times on this podcast. Yeah, I can't. Can't. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, no, they are. They are. Uh, a lot of them are crazy anti-Semitic, but also like a lot of them like would really like to be Jewish because that would be like a way of being different. And like, oh, I'm not just a Russian guy, which is like the worst thing you can be is just being like a straight up, just a Russian dude. Like a dude named Sergei. Unless you're trying to rent an apartment, in which case, do not be not white. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's, you'll get Jesus. apartment ads that will say like, Slavs only. 
Wow, is and that legit? Yeah, and that will usually mean like if you're a white foreigner, you're fine. Like if you're like European or American, but like if you're from the Caucasus or like you can be a Russian citizen, but they will be like, mm, no, 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 right? <laughs> you do not fit the Dulux the Dulux color chart that we're looking for for this apartment. Um, is that just in Moscow or like everywhere? Uh, like everywhere in like the kind of western uh, bit of Russia, I guess. Everywhere like the western that- bit is quite distinct to the rest, right? Yeah, and I think most of the rest is just empty. It's yeah. like the Russian part is like the the Russian part, the western part is quite densely populated. So mm. it's much more like Europe, but kind of similar. I guess it's like Europe again, but it's like similar kind of population density. But then you go to like Siberia and then there's just nothing. And then there's some mm. towns on the east coast that are pretty big like Vladivostok and stuff. Um, right. Vladivostok is cool actually. I would recommend Vladivostok if you There's a place to go. Yeah, it's fun. It's like very like um if like Moscow has loads of like Western stuff, then Vladivostok has loads of like Japanese shit. You can buy all like kind of weird Japanese and Korean stuff there because yeah. all the stuff they import is just from those countries because they're course. so nearby. That's, um, like, that's what it's next to. Yeah. And everyone mm. has Japanese cars that are like right hand drive because they're cheaper to buy in Japan and then just like illegally import them to Russia rather than buying a Japanese car from a Russian dealer, which would have the correct side drive. Uh-huh. But, so like, I imagine Vladivostok's like a very dangerous like it's like a really chaotic place to drive I've driven there a couple of times and it's like because everyone's also on the wrong side of the car as well as being <laughs> Russian which is also not good for driving standards <laughs> yeah um, that's got to be like a main Russian presence online right just like look at this crazy Russian driving shit oh yeah do you have right. like the dash cam like just all the time just loads to- of dash cams in Russia all the dash cam yeah. videos that I but- watch on YouTube and that's a lot yeah. Russia. Well, that's like in China, it's just for like legal purposes because like people yeah. will try and get insurance from like throwing themselves into a car. That's basically why they have them in Russia. Yes, yeah. there's so much crazy shit happening on the roads that you're better off having a record of it. Just yeah, so you yeah, can be yeah. like, yeah, no, I know it's going to sound crazy, but this guy was actually driving across the motorway. Um, <laughs> and if you look at the film, uh, that will be borne out. <laughs> yeah, that's so, I find it so funny. It's just like, it's just better to have proof. You never know what's going to happen out there. Oh, yeah, exactly. I love that when you're like, it is actually more Russia than you think Russia could ever be. And everything Mm. you've said so far has lived up to that beautifully. Yeah. But like, so why you went for a gap year just just to purely experience it based on a few visits when you're at uni? Yeah, basically. Like I went there a few times and I really, I kind of got a, I got, I got the bug, I guess, for it. Because it is like, because it's so insane. And like, if you've lived like a reasonably kind of, I guess, coddled Western lifestyle, Mm. um, it is like a kind of, I don't like, I feel like if you go to somewhere like Vietnam or like Thailand or something, there's like kind of like parties and then there's like some crazy traffic and stuff, but it's all like, it's very like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Curated to be like appropriate for Western tourists. Like, you know, yeah. kind of people are kept more or less safe. There's like a kind of, you know, there's like a certain part and there's bits of, there's ways you can experience Russia in that way too. But because I initially went with Russians, I'm just like thrown into fucking like no rules Russia. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're going to this nightclub where like everyone is doing meth and uh, you can just smoke. Um, like, <laughs> that kind of, a, it's something you wouldn't see as a tourist, but uh, yeah. like, yeah. And that kind of like immediately getting that side of it. Like, oh yeah, we're going to like, uh, we're going to get in the car with this drunk guy and he's going to drive us to the other side of town uh, and uh, the car has three wheels. Like it's like that kind, <laughs> of, uh, uh, that kind of shit, which like you just don't see anywhere else. And I'm like, this is mad. Like I have to work out what's going on in this place. Yeah, like it's for lack of a better word, like it's a genuinely authentic foreign experience. You're just like, this yeah. is something else. Yeah, exactly. It's like people who've completely grown up on like the other side of the fucking wall. Like yeah. a completely different way of like seeing like life and the way it works and yeah. Like and so just because we we are kind of pressed a little bit for time, but mm-hmm. you somehow then got on TV in Russia. <clears throat> Yeah, you, you you got like Russian comedy fame. 
Yeah, just a normal, normal gap year, just the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I'd been doing comedy for about four years before I went out there, and right. I wanted to do it professionally. But I was like, oh, I want to take a gap year first because I feel like comedy is a momentum game, and I was like, mm. I can't really be taking a year off once I've like started down that road. So I was like, fine. And I'm doing like a little bit of stand up in English in this expat bar, and these TV producers who at the time were well, they were trying to make like a Russian version of Last Comic Standing, right. Last comic left alive, let's call it. <laughs> last um, comic breathing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the last comic we have not murdered. Um, and, uh, and they realized that, because like, at that point, stand-up as a thing in Russia had only existed for, for like three or four years, and there was this big program called Stand Up, which was a bit like Live yeah. at the Apollo. I've heard about this from Russian people, where they're like, you're mm. a comedian, just like, are you on TV? And I'm like, no. It's like, well, in Russia, we have the show Stand Up. <laughs> and, I'm like, and and then it's like that's where we just show stand-ups like every yeah. week like it's quite a yeah it's yeah. a big program it's a right? pretty big show yeah it's on tnt which is like the biggest entertainment network i mm. mean it's like it's not the biggest network there are like a couple of networks that are bigger but i mean it's like it's like if there was like a headline stand-up show on like channel four in the uk it's like pretty big yeah um and they saw you at this weird expat gig <laughs> Yeah, and so they, but they basically they worked out that they didn't have enough. They had like enough comedians to fill the competition, but they didn't have enough comedians who were going to win. Like they were kind of they were looking for people like basically kind of plants to put in who were like definitely good that they could rely on to like get through to the final, so it would be a good final. Were you performing Um, in English or in Russian? In English. So they came down to this thing. Saw me do this set in English. I was doing like twenty five minutes or something. I came up to me after the show, spoke to me in Russian. We've been speaking in Russian for about two minutes at this point, And they go, do you speak Russian? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> that is the language we're currently speaking. Um, and then they're like, good. Would you like to be on TV? And I'm like, sure. And they gave me their card. And they're like, yeah, we're doing the show. Like, come down to our office. We'll talk about it. So I go down to their office. We have a conversation about it. They send me out to do some gigs in Russian. I film them. They're like, yeah, this is great. They kind of like edit me down to like a five minutes for the first round of the competition. And then it kind of went from there. But I found out that none of those TV producers spoke any English whatsoever. So, like, they'd just come down, seen this gig, understood nothing, and been like, this guy, and that is the basis of my career. They just like, heard some laughter, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, these motherfuckers laughed at it, why not? That's amazing. Yeah. And then, so what, so you, how, how many times were you on TV? Because you were there for three years, like I assume. Yeah. This happened early on? Yeah, yeah, this happened, I've probably been living there about six months. Right. And so... Uh, so halfway through your gap year. Yeah. And so then I did this show which finished in December. So it took about another six months from there. It was kind of like summer when this first happened. And then uh, I like I kind of like blasted through the rounds there because I was doing like both... There was like an element to which like I was just like an English guy speaking Russian and also doing comedy, which like no one had ever fucking seen before because no one had ever <laughs> seen an English guy speak Russian before. Because they're like, you'll, you'll meet British or American expats in Russia who like speak Russian, but they do not speak russian they like can order a coffee and then like embarrass themselves like that is like the because no one can be fucked right fluent proper russian yeah and so like i'm like speaking russian fluently which is like this is like wild to them Mm. even though it's like it's not actually that hard but it's just like no one bothers to learn it right yeah i I would i would never think to do that but okay so like you've just you've killed the competition yeah, in so Russia. I ended up coming second, mm-hmm. uh, but I'd like built up quite a like substantial fan base off the back of this because like mostly teenage girls um, who's like because <laughs> they're just like taught from birth that like oh that would be like a dream like marry an English guy right and sure. so it's like very like you're like you're like the Western Western yeah. guy on the TV being like I'll show you the good life back in Essex exactly yeah <laughs> oh, you, do you uh, have you heard of so, Bill Ricky love uh, <laughs> Riviera <laughs> <laughs> there's an amazing Second place there. Love there's it. an amazing place there called La Confidencia. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, nice. But uh, yeah, so and then I got basically given a, a freelance contract on stand-up, which kind of meant that they weren't obliged to put me on it, but that I was like, I had the right to like go to their office and try stuff out. And if they liked it, they'd put it on TV. Sure. And so then I did that for like the next two years and I was on TV like a couple more times. I did like two seasons of that. Um <laughs> You did two uh, seasons on like the only Russian stand-up show. Yeah. And you were like the first Western person that was ever on the show? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were like, there were some foreigners on the show, but they were all like former Soviet Union, like Ukrainians, uh, Kazakhs, like... Jesus, you're like like David Hasselhoff on the fucking wall. (laughs) That's amazing. Damn. Um, and uh, yeah. was probably funnier though, but not in a fucking <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you haven't heard Milo sing. Yeah. Very talented. Well, yeah, possibly. <laughs> and we were, yeah, and like we like toured and like I wasn't by, I was like by no stretch one of the bigger guys on that show. Like I was definitely on like the kind of lower tier of like people who are on the show. Like there were people who were like, you know, mega stars, like fucking, you know, half a million followers on Instagram kind of people on that right. show. But like, but yeah, like I was famous. I was though? there. Were people I was like, like do people re- do you get recognized? I reckon I was like Geordie Shaw famous. Like nice. I, I did get recognized, but not like constantly. Okay. Like, um, and I would get recognized more often if I was doing shit that like triggered people that it must be me. Like if I was hanging out with an English friend and we were like walking around speaking English, I'd get recognized way more because people were like, oh, it must be him. Right. Whereas if I was speaking Russian, not as much. Did, what, is there like a Russian paparazzi or like sort of anything like that? Like the sun sort of like page three, to, not page three. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but did, was it like, you yeah. know, just like the gossip mags or anything Tabloids. like that from Russia? Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. No, gotcha. actually, that's the weird thing. No, they have like, because it's that would actually have been quite handy because that would have been a way of like, getting more famous and like using it to kind of build your own brand a bit Mm. whereas they don't really have that in russia like you're either on tv or you're not or Mm. you're like a pop star or you're not but there's not really much in the way of like gossip reporting about celebrities other than they they have like russian versions of all those magazines like glamour and stuff like that so like particularly like females pop stars and movie stars they'll be in those magazines but like it won't be like gossip reporting it'll be like an interview with this movie star about, you know, how she spends her weekends, like that kind of sure. thing. But Did you like, get in any of those? Because if you're doing the teen thing, Dolly, you're in like the hmm. equivalent of Dolly. Do you guys have Dolly uh, over here? No. That's, no. Like the, oh, that's like the teenage girl, like Australia magazine, like Glamour. Yeah. No. Oh, we've got Glamour. We've mm. got, there's loads of, yeah, like, yeah, like pick me L up and, and stuff Cosmo like that. Cosmo, yeah. Like, yeah. You, get, you get any covers? You get magazine coverage? So I did used to get interviewed for like online stuff a lot. Like I got interviewed for, um, this thing called uh, Open Russia, which is like a, which I, re- I really regretted taking this interview because they were like, I think they're like pretty cool. Like they're very interested in like promoting like liberal values and ideas mm. and stuff in Russia. But of course that is not the kind of YouTube channel as like a foreigner that you want to be on because they immediately like, this guy fucking hates Russia. He's telling us <laughs> we should be more liberal. Like, oh, no. um, and so like, yeah, I got a lot of like angry Russian dads fucking emailing me off the back of that. Right. But, and then um, their daughters as well. <laughs> well, classic, yeah. Is there anything an angry Russian dad hates more than a liberal foreigner whose daughter wants to fuck. <laughs> I will clarify, I did not fuck any of their daughters. That did not, that did not happen. And I was going to say, hates more than that. I mean, I assume like America or based on what you've said previously, Jewish people. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. But then, yeah, but as I say, like, the thing with Jewish people is so weird because they're like, on the one level, there's like this kind of like weird, like sort of almost old timey anti-Semitism, which is like, they don't think about it very often. It's not like a big deal to them, but it is kind of there in the background. But yeah. then also how like they would all love an Israeli past because it's just better than having a russian passport right and so like lots of people who like i'm not sure they really are jewish but because of the weird way the soviet system worked they're allowed to kind they're, well, they're able rather to kind of mm, prove that they are jewish 
because like there's a lot the early Soviet Union was so anti-Semitic in, in a lot of ways that like they would like print in people's passport if they were like a non so your passport would say like r ethnicity so it would say like Russian or like uh, Caucasian or Jewish or whatever right and so they could say like well they were Jew but I think a lot of the time they were like well this guy might be Jewish so we better put him down as Jewish just in case <laughs> we don't want anyone slipping through the net I think there was a bit of that and then they get to leave is that, is yeah. that like a big thing in Russia or people who are like a tiny tiny percentage Jewish but like I think for Israeli citizenship as long as you can prove you're like a bit Jewish, you can right. more or less be an Israeli citizen. Is is it still like is Russia still a place that people are trying to leave? Like is that? Oh yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> oh, a big boy. part of the vibe. And it, and it is getting worse. Um, really, I thought because I in my head like I don't know, Mitch, where are you on this? Because like I think like Russia's making a comeback. That's kind of like my like my kind of vibe on it. I think it's making a comeback, but not as a place to live, just as a as a, a like soon to be overbearing lord. Like a world power. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. I have this line in my show that, like, you know, kind of bre Brexit is kind of like doing doing Putin's politics, but without the tanks to back it up, and that Putin's politics are entirely predicated on having the tanks to back it up. Like that is like that right. is very much that how you do that as a power play. But yeah, I mean, as a place to live, it is undoubtedly getting worse. Like they've got huge civil unrest. Like I think people the, the wealth inequality there is like worse than it ever has been. Mm. Like all of their institutions of state have been like completely eroded. Like. The fucking uh, a friend of this is kind of bleak, but like a friend of mine's dad was dying in hospital of cancer, which is obviously pretty painful. Mm. And uh, and they were just like giving him paracetamol, and then his wife was like, "Can you not give him something a bit stronger? I mean, he is dying." They're like, Can, and they're like, "Oh, I guess." And she was like, "Could you give him some like morphine or something?" I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but like, uh, yeah. and she goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, we could give him some morphine." But then just like doesn't do anything. She's like, "Why are you not like getting the morphine?" She's like, "Oh yeah, no, well we could give him morphine, but we've run out." She's like, what do you mean you've run out? And she's like, oh, yeah, we ran out about a week ago. They haven't brought any more, so we've not got any. She's like, this is a hospital in Moscow. Like, more fiend? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think you mean less fiend. That's, uh, that's what you'll find here. Um, and so, like, that kind of shit is just, like, like, people moan about, like, the NHS, but, like, in Russia, it's, like... It's real. Yeah, it's, like, proper, like, yeah, they just might not have the drugs. But um, Russia, and it's just more than you. With, yeah. With, with your experience there, though, did you really, like... Sit did you experience that bit of Russia or did you, cause you were kind of like on TV and like a foreigner, mm. did you kind of like live above like the, the bleak bit? It was like I a guess. bit, of, it was a bit of both. I mean, as a foreigner, you're obviously like shielded from that. I mean, it would mm. be like arrogant of me to say like, yeah, I fucking lived the like, you know, uh, lower class lifestyle in Russia. Cause I didn't, but like I, uh, the weird thing was on TV, we didn't make that much money. Like we made, right. we made, I guess what you would call like decent money by kind of like your average Muscovite standards. But I probably, I don't know, my best year in Russia, I probably made like 13 grand. But in Russia, mm -hmm. that's like plenty of money because like everything's cheap as shit. You know, you can go and get like a burger and fries for two pound fifty. You know what I mean? It's like not sure. Um, and your rent is like three hundred quid a month, like for a nice place in like central Moscow. Um, and so like on that much money, you can like live a lot better than you could here. Sure. Um, but like, yeah, I didn't feel like I was like living because like the really wealthy people in Russia are like so wealthy, it's crazy. Yeah, that's what I was um, gonna say. Like, I think like here, like I kind of see Russian wealth as like uh, something I'd never seen in Australia. I'm like. Yeah. Whoa, that's money. Like, did you get to rub mm. shoulders with that shit? Was that cool? Well, I did. I worked for some of those people. Like, when before I was doing comedy, I did some like tutoring there, and I like I worked for some like pretty pretty insane people. <laughs> some people who like definitely were not raising their kids properly. <laughs> um, uh, some people like viewed viewed a child as like a I don't know, not even I think not even with the degree of closeness with which you would view a dog, but rather as like <laughs> an asset that was in need of some sort of renovations. So they just employed various people 
people to come in and like deal with their children like like but, other like, people handle a boat yeah but like they never <laughs> they never like parented them it was just this very odd like oh yeah oh, this is my child Grigori he does not listen to what I say probably because I've never spoken to him <laughs> um, and uh, yeah I mean like those people are like crazy rich and mm. it's a weird thing where I think coming from Britain where like you meet like wealthy British people and you're like, you can kind of work out how they got that rich because mm. like, oh, well, you know, you are the managing partner at a big law firm. So like you earn two million pounds a year. And that's like, there's like a route to doing that. Mm. Now, most people still can't embark on that route, but there's like, you understand how it works, right? You're like mm. you go to this kind of university, you do this kind of thing. Blah, yeah, blah, blah, there's, blah. there's a there's a family tree of wealth. There's kind of like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. that guy's rich, you got educated and that thing, you live in that house. Yeah, yeah okay. Whereas yeah. in Russia, like your good lawyers are still making like 30K a year. Like, there's no one like there aren't like really like professionals in russia who are like wealthy in the same way that there are in the uk so you meet people who've got like a porsche and you're like oh what did you steal like, <laughs> like there's no like there's like very few honest ways to having that much money yeah other than that i think there are like some kind of honest business people who make decent money but like for the most part like any employed job is like poorly paid mm-hmm. um and then so yeah if you're doing like really wealthy people it's like oh you're like involved in like stealing from the government somehow or like or like right. you have been previously involved in that and then- 90s managing Um, wealth yeah there was some guy there was a client that our company had who i never met who Mm. made all his money in the 90s through these things they called apartment scams (laughs) which is where very suggestive title yeah so in the 90s there were all these apartments in moscow right which people didn't own but they Mm. kind of had like uh i guess what you might call like primitive possession of them because they Mm. had been they'd been given them by the government so you got these old ladies living in this apartment in central moscow and in the Soviet Union, it's not worth anything because, like, you can live in it, but you don't own it. It's just yours to live in, but it's kind of owned by the government. Yeah. And then so when the Soviet Union collapsed, suddenly they're like, well, I guess all these people just own these apartments because they live there. We're not going to take them back. So they're kind of yours legally. So suddenly all the people, all these people receive these, like, title deeds to these apartments. Mm. Now, there are all these, like, evil dudes who are like, ah, um, turns out these apartments worth quite a lot of money and I bet that the people who live in them have no fucking idea and have never seen any money before in their life so like they all got like million dollar fucking mortgage loans out from like the Bank of Moscow yeah. and went around saying like I'll give you $10,000 cash for this apartment and people are like $10,000 cash oh fucking God. sign me up <laughs> and then like they're like uh, uh, but the apartment was worth $200,000 goodbye um, and so like they just like basically acquired all this property for like cents on the dollar mm. by just like tricking people People who had no concept of what things were worth because they'd come from an economy where like nothing was worth anything yeah um and now they're billionaires and that's just fine that's yeah that was because <laughs> um, i had olga cock on before who's yeah. russian but like grew up here mostly yeah and like yeah she was explaining like that's pretty much how all the oligarchs made money they just kind of yeah out to privatization all yeah that shit. yeah it's just crazy. jumping in early just being like yeah i'll give you i'll give you you know a hundred dollars for that and everyone's mm. like fuck a hundred dollars sounds great and yeah just like they just owned it all yeah. And that was it. Voucher um, privatization is like an incredibly like Elizabeth Warren policy in that it's like a policy that like works great, assuming that no one is a bad guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm sure that uh, we can trust all of these guys with gold teeth and AK-47 <laughs> to just participate honestly in this democratic <laughs> division of the government's resources. Yeah. So there's restaurants where it's like, look, there's no fee for the meal. You just pay what you think it's worth. And if everybody does that, we'll be in business. Then six months, there's a closure sign. And you're like, yeah, people are cunts. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's, yeah, that's yeah. the vibe um but you why why did you leave why do you want to come back did you have enough um, did you have your fill i definitely had enough i think there was like i think most of the reason why i came back was just because i kind of like i felt it felt like not a real life like it felt like i'd been on a gap here for three years sure but i had nothing in russia that i felt like oh i could like 
put down roots here and live a life that was kind of like this is just this crazy thing that i've done for three years <laughs> and also just like as a comedian <clears throat> i learned a lot from being in russia and doing all that tv stuff and like things but i'd kind of i felt like i'd sort of like taken what i could from it in that like they were very focused on doing a certain kind of thing which was like short 10 minute bits for tv that were like punchy in a certain way and so what you could learn from them was like craft i guess about like being punchy creating things that are like appropriate for tv and like the right time frame like kind mm. of professionalism type stuff but then you get to a point where like you're never going to develop like an interesting voice working there because all they want is like basic superficial jokes that are appropriate for like a kind of like primetime tv audience sure well just like um, as you said like the stand-up is like five ten years old like there's just not yeah. the need for that kind of depth yeah. yet and it's also in russia where like you can't do any political stuff you oh is that just the thing you just can't well and i think that's not even by law that's just by like the tv stations are not going to risk it like they're partly because i think even if they think they wouldn't get in trouble like their list their like viewership just wouldn't like it like right. if you go on there and you're like kind of making like you know i guess you're doing a like kind of chris rock in the 90s type set <laughs> talking about what's wrong with the country like people are going to get upset because the, the predominant like the propaganda line is everything is fine this is actually the greatest country in the world yeah and you think you still... live in poverty you are mistaken my friend <laughs> people still buy them on um, that line well uh, yeah enough people are i think it's i think it's a the lot like you want to leave yeah <laughs> i think it's a lot like america there's like the, oh yeah in russia you've got your places that are like your your coasts like moscow mm. and st petersburg where you've got educated people who travel and they for the most part those are people who are like either yeah this country's fucked and i we need to do something about it or they're mm. people who are like this country's fucked and I am benefiting from it. So I'm going to keep stealing. Um, and then you've got like the people who live in like the Alabama of Russia. And they're um, just... Who are like the people who are most ground into dust by the like horrifying kleptocracy that they live in, but are also the people who are the most convinced that it's like the only way to finally defeat the West. Sure. Because like the Russian equivalent of Fox News, which is every channel, <laughs> um, is being like, uh, yes, your life is bad now, but this is because of the West. And if it wasn't for Mr. Putin, it would be even worse. Yeah. Whereas actually your life is this bad precisely because of the system. But like no one knows that. And it's like a very clever kind of sleight of hand. Oh, yeah, I think a lot of countries operate yeah. like that. Well, I think the US works. The Republican Party has exactly that logic. Like they work in exactly the same way like oh well you know you might be poor but don't you hate the libs like, don't you hate them how what do you hate worse not having health care or black people because i think i think it's the black people i think that's yeah. who you hate more do you hear do you hear um, those bastards on the coast are trying to ruin god and it's like guys yeah. fucking love god yeah exactly that's yeah. how i get out of the house i love god yeah and so I you, still, oh yeah. man it's so funny like that this stuff is like actually the case because like one of my one of my favorite are you, are you a law, law and order guy like I love Law and Order. <laughs> I thought you meant like politically. Oh, this is <laughs> Are you a Law and Order guy? Do you think we need yeah. to fucking you, sort this some Robocop shit? How do you feel about anarchy? Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah. No, just like Law and Order SVU. Yeah, they had this like thing. It was like they always have like Russians on there in the nineties. Mm -hmm. They've like kind of upgraded that to like you know like Muslim people and like you know uh, oh, like yeah, Latino yeah. gangs. Like because they they try to you know go with the news. Mm -hmm. So but like I was watching rewatching all the old episodes because I love it. And there were these, like, Russian guys on who were, like, running this ring of, like, people smuggling and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And this guy, like, gets arrested. And his line to camera was just, like, I made, I made money in Russia. Do you know how difficult that is? <laughs> to me, America is easy. <laughs> and I was, like, just to participate in the Russian political system and win, you have to really, like, be on top of it and, like, be forward thinking and, like, be deceitful and all that shit. Like, America is a joke. 
for people who are raised in that way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you just you meet people in like in Russia who are like I think I, what I always say about Russia is like a country of extremes, mm. and like you meet people there who are I think probably like some of the like kindest and most interesting people you will ever meet, and also mm. some of the worst cunts. <laughs> like it's like a real because it's that it's that kind of like it's that kind of incredibly wild west environment where it like pushes you one way or the other. Like either you kind of react against it, mm. uh, or you like are like yeah, I am just gonna like be the evil guy because like you meet it's people who've like world. well exactly yeah, <laughs> and you meet these and you meet these people who've like made all this money and they're like through like incredibly like complex fraudulent schemes who've just like just like ruined so many people's lives and you're like i can't help but find it impressive like you were working in a coal mine and then you were like but if i murder enough people i can be a billionaire and they have done and there is something kind of like darkly impressive about it like if i'm really prepared to like go lower than anyone else i yeah. can grind my opponents into dust like oh man that is yeah. wild Mooch, we're out of time? I think we're out of time. We are running a bit out of time. Okay, yeah. we're yeah. out of time. Milo, that was so interesting. Um, I always ask this question before we end the pod. If you I could live know. anywhere else in the world, where would you live? Oh, that's a good question. Thank um, you. <laughs> ask it every week. I can't uh, with a good one. <laughs> just the one question. It's the same one every week. Um, I think I'm like, I'm very, much as I think that like, in a lot of ways, the US is kind of a hellscape. I'm like very interested to like live in New York for a while. I think that would be mm. interesting. I think worth doing. I don't know about permanently, but I would definitely do it for a bit. Okay. Another, another gap year. Another gap Another year. Another yeah. traditional Milo Edwards gap years. Yeah. Meet some more people with some gold teeth. That's what I'm <laughs> after. Um, what am I looking for? I'm looking for dentistry that people can afford, <laughs> but it's not up to date. That's yeah, what I'm exactly. looking for. I'm looking for that proper like 19th century shit. That's what I'm after. Nice. All right. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Milo underscore Edwards. Uh, a lot of my Instagram is in Russian, so buckle yeah, up. Yeah, I was just doing that. You got the mm. smart links, which is like all the different links, and there was like six yeah, in yeah. Russian, three in English, and I was like, okay. Yeah, but uh, my Twitter is in uh, is in English. So mm-hmm. if you're into if you're into uh, dope tweets, then uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe already... don't follow me. But um, <laughs> no, you already uh, got a shout out on the top of the show. Oh yeah, exactly. That's the start yeah. of like yeah, I got this another 500 likes. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, crushing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so what Twitter handle? Uh, at Milo underscore Edwards mm-hmm. and I also have a podcast called Trash Future about how the future is trash fucking so clever and, and Dan's be- been on so I have been yeah for a Balthazar Speedboat Balthazar Speedboat yeah still our comedy the, episode still remember the title uh, Cashy yeah. and you're going to be at Melbourne International Comedy Festival I am yeah so if you're listening in Australia then which I assume is a very small country then just Tiny make your place. way make your way to Melbourne between I think the 25th of March and the 19th of April and I'll be there doing my show Pindos so if you're curious about Russia come on down also I'm doing some dates in the UK I'm doing one in Liverpool in January and one in London in January which will all be like on my Twitter and stuff so nice yeah because we got yeah plenty of people around the UK alright the way we end the show is you look into the camera and you say cheers mate cheers mate fucking crushed it jerk off spin another good week catch you next time thank you and I can see you now the red flag waving in the light of day they won't take it Alright, that was my chat with Milo Edwards. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. He definitely dished the dirt. I love that. If you come to a new country from your own country, you don't have that weird sense of loyalty. You don't have that weird sense of, uh, I guess this is how I was raised. I guess this is normal. He's like, nah, mate, everything you've heard about Russia, turn it up again. Turn it up again, and that's real Russia. It's like Russia's just turned up to 11, you know? I dig that. And I like that he went there. I like that he just learned Russian because he was concerned his friend would mess with him. 
That is the most absurd reason I've ever heard to learn a foreign language. So it's just like, look, just in case my unreliable friend is unreliable, I would just pick up another language just for, just for use, you know, just in case. Um, but no, I really love this episode. I really enjoyed it. I kind of maybe want to go to Russia. I don't know. I just, but I'm not, I'm definitely not going to learn Russian. Do you, do you get the same experience if you just speak in English? Is your English getting better? I don't know. Do you, would you guys go to Russia? Actually, the one thing that I'm curious about, because like the majority of you guys, the majority of the jerk-offs, uh, you guys are in the UK. Have you been to Australia? Did it, did it meet expectations? Was it crazier than the expectations? Was it like more normal? Like, because in my head, it's like a very normal, like kind of boring place, really. Like Sydney is just a big old city. Uh, you know, 5 million people, like any city pretty much. Sure, there's like the bush and stuff on the outside and like the beach on the other side. And like, you know, in the beach, like there's stuff that might, might get you, but you never really deal with it. You might get stung by a blue bottle every now and again. And then like in the bush, like, yeah, there's like snakes and all that jazz, but they're not, they're hardly there. Like you barely see them. You're more likely to just get lost and die out there than you are to get like bitten by something. But yeah, have you been? Was it, was it more Australia than you thought it would be? Was it less Australia? Um, please get in touch at the Union Jackoff on Twitter, at the Union Jackoff. Uh, you can get in touch there or you can get in touch with me at Dan Muggleton. Uh, if you want to catch me live this Sunday, I'm in London at the Backyard Comedy Club hosting Australian Comedians Dope Comedy for the final time, November 3rd, 8 p.m. We got Ray Badger on as a past guest. Uh, so get involved in that. Tickets are just five quid with the promo code Lowe's if you buy them at Ticketext. Lowe's, L-O-W-E-S. Named after the Australian store with the most amateur advertising I have ever seen to this day. At Lowe's. That's the catchphrase. Anyway, thanks for listening. Yet another week. Please keep telling people. Please jump on Apple Podcasts to give us that five-star review. Nine reviews is ridiculous for something this popular. All right. Let's get into the full-length feature track, Balin. They just supported Hosier. Get around them on Instagram, Balin the Band, B-A-I-L-E-N, the Band. If you can't spell that, maybe you won't enjoy the podcast or music. Here we go. The song was I Was Wrong, but oh boy, I was right for getting Milo Edwards to guest this week. Cheers, guys. Catch you next week. Thanks for listening to episode 50. <laughs> So, the day it come, day it go, and I can see the rise of a falling fight. And here I'm going, singing, Hey, I hate you, just marching on the quicksand paved in gold. And I can see it now.
was wrong. 